Hey, what's up, listener? Thank you for pressing play. This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, Matt Reeves' Batman movie finds its Commissioner Gordon. Game of Thrones wins the Emmy for Best Drama, but not much else. And Jurassic World 3 is bringing back the OG cast of Jurassic Park. Wowie zowie! Plus a Patreon-sponsored movie review of 1984's The Last Starfighter and an update on all the crazy movies our Patreon supporters are forcing us to watch. All that and much more in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Wednesday, September 25th, 2019. Hey, what's up? It's Andy Dick. With all of the podcasts out there, how does Jock and Nerd show stand out? How does that stand out? It's the only podcast to feature a beef chow mein eating, grub hub ordering, couch surfing, comic book reading, three loco loving, ball scratching, funny foul mouth puppet name, rug boy. Does that entice you? Because it entices me. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. Let's give it up. Chalk it. Be nerded. Be funny. Disturb it. Chalk it. Be nerded. Spoiler alert. Hello, what's up, listener? How's it hanging? Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock! He's a nerd, and he screwed up that intro. If you edited this, just know that it was edited. It was edited. I uh, completely flopped. I completely... And the listener will never know, except now they know, Anthony. Thanks yeah, for blowing up. Yeah, you don't get a pass. My spot. Now, listener, uh, Rugboy, unfortunately, couldn't be here this weekend, but he was nice enough to send along his beta unit robot clone. What's up, beta rugs? How's it going? Hello, I have a boner. Oh, you do? Geek boner. What does it do? I don't know what's supposed to do with it. Yeah, you wouldn't know. I'm a beta unit. You're a beta clone. I'm a master beta unit. You're a master. Oh, he is the master beta. That's, uh, well, look. That was a long way to get there. That was a long way. And no one can, you can't clone the rug boy. There's no way. Nothing (laughs) is, uh, they broke the mold. Uh, Nothing is as good as the original. You got, you got your dick humor right, uh, right at go. Right at the top of the. Yes, immediately. Bring the dick humor. Rex, just imagine thousands of years from now, people will build a 40-foot animatronic version of you and pray to it, right? Oh, shit. That could happen. Uh, sure. Why not? Stupider things have happened. What do you think, Anthony? Rugboy is going to be the leader of a religion? Where are we getting this from? I don't know. I was just... Uh... <laughs> he said real, that was a really serious answer back. What are you doing? Yes, he's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what, where is this? What reference is this? I have no idea. I'm just are you referencing the, when they worship the nuclear bomb in Beneath the Planet of the Apes? Is that Possibly, what you're talking about? I also, for some reason... Or the I, giant King Kong yes, in the yes. Dino De Laurentiis 1970s movie? I think that's what happened because I was watching Kong Skull Island on cable yesterday. And uh, just it made me think of the giant animatronic Kong. Mm. So I think they should do that with Rock Boy. 
Okay. All right. Get it done, future people. Let's All get right. to yeah. the geek news. The Jock no and Nerd <laughs> Podcast. Nobody does, Rock Boy. Nobody does. Oh, I know. What we're talking about is Matt Reeves' The Batman movie coming out 2021, starting to take shape a little bit more. We have Robert Pattinson or Battinson or R. Bats right. playing uh, Batman slash Bruce Wayne in this uh, new Batman solo movie. And now Hollywood Reporter reporting that Golden Globe and primetime Emmy winner Jeffrey Wright is in talks to play Commissioner Gordon. Geek Boner. Jeff Wright, best known from Westworld. And also he will be the voice of uh, Watu the Watcher in the Marvel what if animated series that will be on Disney right. plus uh, this guy is a great fucking actor. I'll tell you that right now. That's right. Uh, I think this is uh, further confirming that the old DCEU is dead. Obviously because now they've recast Batman and commissioner Gordon. Anthony, do you know Jeffrey Wright from anywhere? I know the name. I've seen him a little bit, but I'm going to default to you guys in terms of thoughts on this. I first saw this dude in this movie about Jean-Michel Basquiat, the painter. Oh, was it the movie called Basquiat? Was he in that? Yes. Oh, I saw I think that. He played Basquiat. What? Jeffrey Wright played Basquiat in that? Let me look this up, because that was... I might be right. That, you did. That, you that, oh, correct. shit. Right. That was a great movie. And that was with the uh, gorgeous Claire Forlani. Yes. She was she was like the very skinny girl, but was still kind of cute, uh, which is, you know, hard to do for a bony chick, I guess. <laughs> but like, um... Yeah, so he was great in that. He kind of channeled that dude. Yeah. And um, he's great in Westworld. He's kind of got like a low energy to him. He's kind of like got this calm energy to him, um, which I think that Commissioner Gordon needs. Right. Now, yeah, we've ha- heard some stuff about um, him being not tr- traditional Commissioner Gordon uh, and all that stuff, but I think that Robert Pattinson is, you know, I don't know. He's kind of a wild card. You need something to kind of prop this movie up with something solid. So I think he's a solid pillar. You, yeah, like, you can rely on a yeah. good performance. So regardless of how um, he matches up to the tradition. Well, I think despite the race, they just picked the right guy for the job is yeah, what it seems like. This does, He seems the right energy. He's got the right the right kind of energy. He's been hot lately because of Westworld, and uh, I think he'll be great. Uh of course, uh, you know, he fills in the role that was most recently played by, we said, J.K. Simmons in Justice League, a one and done. And J.K. didn't really have a lot to do with uh, Gordon in that movie. He was all right, I guess. And another thing is that how big is his, his part going to be in the movie? Well, it could be. It could be. Is it going to be like instrumental? They always bandy about like all oh, it's a big deal. Like when even J.K. Simmons was him. He didn't do shit. He didn't do shit. But look at Gary Oldman's uh, Commissioner Gordon from uh, Nolan movies. They him and Batman had a partnership. They you know, they they were uh, well, that developed over three movies. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And so this one isn't a, a, it's you know, the Batman's not going to be another sequel. This is like young Batman in his prime. With possibly him you being commissioner be a or one, already a one-off for a franchise, Imran. Oh, this, I mean, I don't know. They, if it, if it, I'm right here. If it goes well, <laughs> they probably, you know, you could do a whole series of the Batman. So this is going to be a kind of a reboot because you could go the route of this being a young Batman, sure. That, yep, and a Commissioner Gordon that has vitiligo and becomes oh shit. 
white. You know. I well, does that mean Batgirl's going to be uh, mixed of, of mixed race or or black? Oh, Barbara Gordon. Oh, yeah. yeah, that well, automatically she, ties in. Yeah, yeah. I guess she could be mixed race unless she, she's she adopted. Could be. Or yeah, yeah. There's all sorts of ways you could explain it. But that's kind of like, but that's a bold move. Like they're basically they're not only changing one character, but now it, the succession of that character, everything that comes from the Gordon legacies. family. Mm, that's a good point. So if they do introduce Batgirl and it is Barbara Gordon, they they could also introduce Batgirl as not Barbara Gordon, but it's got to be Barbara Gordon, right? I'm I'm just digging maybe a potential Michael Jackson situation with Gordon. <laughs> he got some brown to white. Well, yeah. Hey, it happened Had to a me. Had a ton of surgery. Happens. Look, it's a thing, people. <laughs> I was born a little brown boy, grew up into a white man. It happens. It does happen. Oh, shit. This is a thing that happens, but I think it's a good pick. Who's your favorite, uh, Gordon, out of all of them? Like, we had Pat Hingle from the Batman Tim Burton movies, Ben McKenzie on Gotham, of course, J.K. Simmons, Gary Oldman. Uh, they, they wasn't the same guy throughout all the um, um, the 90s, early two, or uh, late 80s, early 90s. Pat Hingle was in all four of those movies. Was he? Yep. He was in Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, and Batman and Robin. He was? Yes. Really? I even like the Gordon from the 60s. Neil Hamilton. He was so 60s. Uh, No, Oldman is the best Gordon. Gary Oldman is the best Batman. Ben McKenzie, uh, not uh, not the best Gordon, even though he had five years to play Commissioner Gordon. He was okay. He's kind of boring. Did he even get to be Commissioner Gordon? Uh, I don't oh, know. No, ben McKenzie, no, no, no. Yeah, no. no. I bet Marina Bacharin, on the other hand. J.K. Simmons didn't have much of a no. role, so no, you can't really count that. No. I liked Gary Oldman's book, Jim Gordon. Gary Oldman's is great. Uh, and also, yeah, this is... I liked Gary Oldman's because Gary Oldman, up until that point, was always the villain in a lot of movies. Right. So then you, you flipped it, and I, I thought he played a, a good understated Gordon. The other rumor from Batman is Variety is reporting that two-time Academy Award nominee Jonah Hill in talks for a villain role. Uh, not confirmed. People are guessing Penguin or the Riddler. I think they should stay away from both of those guys. But you don't think Whatever. he should play either one? I I wouldn't mind him putting. Put, but, but what, what do we think about Jonah Hill? First off, so he's he's not a bad. Is this actor. another Jesse Eisenberg situation? I don't. I I think I like Jonah Hill in in what I've seen. In, in you in, like him better than Jesse Eisenberg? Mm, shit, that's hard. Oh God, maybe mm, they're about the same. They're about I don't the know. same. It it really doesn't make. I think he should be like the toy maker. I wouldn't yeah. mind him as the Riddler because that's kind of like a weird person to the, put the as the Penguin Riddler. would be like too, be spot too on, right, right? Too obvious. What if he's Clayface? Clayface wouldn't be bad. Uh, I mean, we know that they're pulling heavily from uh, the Long Halloween and probably things like Hush. Like, there's going to be a lot of villains in this movie. Uh, his whole Rogues Gallery. What's, what's Jonah Hill's most serious role? Uh, he was in Moneyball. That yeah, was Moneyball. that was pretty good. Because even in like Wolf of Wall Street, he plays a a goofy character, right? Yeah, Donnie. But he could play good, like dr- drama, comedy ish, mostly comedy, I guess. Uh, I mean, I've seen him in some serious stuff, and he's fine in it. But like, you're kind of like going, "All right, your acting's pretty good, but I'd rather just see you like do stupid shit." <laughs> he's great in Twenty One, the Twenty One Jump Streets. But again, it's comedies. Like, you remember, like, uh, what Robin Williams, like. Yeah. He yeah. was more enjoyable as an actor than a comedian. Like his his comedy was like so crazy that yeah. it was like only in small doses. Um, but when he was a good actor and he acted in those movies, he was he brought so much 
to them, you'd rather see him act. He was creepy I don't think as he's fucking, crossed over to that yet. He was creepy as fuck, Robin Williams, in that uh, movie about taking pictures. Uh, yeah. Fo- or the, was it Photo Booth? One hour photo. One hour photo. Well, photo, look, dude, yeah. so a lot of the brilliant comedians, secret, they have deep, dark things in them. And I think that they're more versatile than just straight drama well, actors. You think that, and then you watch like... Adam Sandler and Click, and you're like, please don't. Do that, <laughs> he's got he's got something in him. I, he could. Pull. I don't like him when I don't like him at all. Well, I, I don't like him at all anymore. Yeah, but no. I didn't like. We him can do a whole show roles. on comedic actors. Comedic actors trying to do trying their hand at being a serious actor. Yeah. Will Ferrell tried a little bit in one movie, but I just think they well, have. What's his they name? I mean, Eddie Murphy. Yes. Comedic actor tried his hand at some serious roles. Yeah. It sometimes works, sometimes he's so Eddie Murphy's doing that Dolomite movie that's coming out on Netflix. This might be like a huge, uh, huge comeback for him, huge role for him. It looks really good. Uh, back to the Jonah Hill thing because this <laughs> Jonah Hill, this guy, uh, from Variety, just I am intrigued by the Jonah Hill though. I, I, it's an interesting casting. I'm not sure if it's going to work, but I'm in. I'm at least intrigued to see what they would put him. I in. mean, the cast is interesting already. If you have Pattinson and Jeffrey Wright and Jonah Hill, like. This is already an interesting, what kind of Batman movie is this going to be? Where are we going? Definitely distancing themselves from the Snyder universe, which is probably one of the big things they want to do. Uh, but Variety reporter Justin Kroll, apparently he tweeted that this offer to Jonah Hill, he's had it for months. It's been on the table. Apparently, Jonah Hill wants as much as $10 million to star in this movie. And our Whoa. Pattinson isn't even making half that. They some said wow. he's making four to five million. So I was like, oh, shit. the balls on Jonah Hill. Well, he is a bigger name. He is the bigger than, than the Art Pattinson. And it comes down to like your Jack Nicholson, Michael Keaton thing in the first Batman, where you had to give Jack a lot more money. It's fucking Jack Nicholson. Uh, but so that's why this is stalled. So we'll see if they right. come up on the money. Hmm. He can play the pen. Penguidler. <laughs> Penguidler. He's a combination of the penguin and the Widdler. Yeah, so there's this other penguin. this other article um, from uh, Hollywood Reporter. It says how the Batman cast will shape a new Gotham. Watch, this- he's just like Cass is Joe Chill. <laughs> oh no, don't be Joe Chill. He's Bob the Goon and just gets shot. He's Joe Chill and transforms into the Joker later. <laughs> no, and he shoots Bruce Wayne's parents. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this this guy says if you look at Reeves' filmography, Matt Reeves loves. Uh, making movies that have about partnerships and friendships and you know uh, truces and, and times of war you'd see it in planet of the apes and war of the apes so if you imagine batman working with commissioner gordon and maybe jonah hill is penguin or riddler or if the penguin's a mob boss they have to kind of have a truce and work together but they're not on the same side kind of thing uh but i'm sure there's going to be more villains i just think it's going to be a smart batman movie you got matt reeves writing and directing yeah, I like Matt Reeves. A right? Lot. I think he'll bring a little bit of seriousness, and Jonah Hill could bring seriousness to the Riddler, possibly, maybe. Ooh. I don't know. We'll see. Because the last Riddler, I mean, the guy playing Riddler on Gotham wasn't bad, but then you have Jim Carrey, just over the top cartoon Riddler. What does that outfit look like? I think the best Riddler would be the guy, uh, what's his name, that got that got in big trouble, Kevin Spacey. Oh, Kevin oh. Spacey. In his yes. youth? Yes, from Usual Suspects. I was going to say, he's Spacey. probably a little too old now. Well, I yeah. guess the Riddler's never really been a physically intimidating. No, no, one. he hasn't. It's always mind games. Like a Kaiser Soze Riddler. Yeah. That'd be pretty Or crazy. what about the guy from um, uh, Silicon Valley? Oh, the lead the guy. Yeah, the, yeah, he'd be a good Riddler. He was kind of, he's like all bony and He's slender. into threesomes or something. It's funny. Really? In real life or on the show? 
No, no, in real life. <laughs> oh. oh, wow. That was a story that came out. Kinky. Listener, let fun. us know that sounds fun. what you think about these the Batman castings. Do they got you, Geek Boner? Geek Boner. Join our Facebook group. It's called the Jock and Nerd Nation. It's closed. It's exclusive just for you, listener. We're all in there. All of our awesome listeners are in there. Everybody gets to know everybody else. Rugs, you yep. welcome some more people. Where can the people find you? This time. No, you're jumping <laughs> oh. to the end again. See you next oh, shit. week. Oh, shit. He wants it to be over he wants right it now. To be over. <laughs> Just end this. No, Rock Boy, this time you're welcoming your friends that you welcomed. You posted, hey, welcome to these people. I'd love to have them. Who are their names? Read them off. Yeah, I like to welcome uh, people uh, with your names. Yes, yeah. that aren't real. Uh, so the first guy is... Uh, first lady of yes. Oh, we got a woman. A lady. It's yeah. a woman. Her name is Dixie Normus. Welcome, Dixie. Well, welcome, Miss Normus. <laughs> and uh, Normus. her friend, uh, Howie, Howie Feltermuff. What did he do? Okay. Oh, oh Mr. Feltermuff. Yes. Yes, yes. And then Howie has a friend, Harry, Harry Paratestes. Oh, I used to live oh. next door to a Paratestes. Yeah. <laughs> we would go to Greektown together. Oh. I believe and it's then, pronounced uh, Paratestes. Yes, if you yes, want to, if you want to yeah. get technical about yeah, it, yeah. if you want to get testicle, if you want to get testicle about it, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, Jesus, how many dick jokes can you make? <laughs> uh, a lot. We have a, a Richard, but he likes to go by Dick Gazinia. Oh, what? Yeah. Where? Oh, Dick, how you doing? Yes, and uh, this is a strange one. Another woman, and her name is Mary Cohn. <laughs> Well, I don't know what that means. Is that supposed to be another language or something? What does that mean? Mary, someone write us in. Mary Cohn. Rex, why don't you welcome the real person listener that oh, joined this week? Oh, there's a real person yes, that signed up. The oh. next name. Should I keep doing them? That, I, I think they're fucking funny. I, if I, I'm going to run out. Uh, you point. will. Um, okay, I don't want possess <laughs> me to do it, but I'll keep doing it. Uh, welcome, De La Cruz Irvin. Hey, hello. What's up, yes, De La Cruz, Mr. Irvin? Do you know? Are you friends he's with of the cross? I don't know this. I don't know this. I person. wonder if he's friends with Howie Feltermuff. They may be well, related. Uh, never know. Thanks, uh, Dixie Normus is the person. You're <laughs> oh, really you know what? To talk to. I might. I think I know. <laughs> you know De La no, Cruz Irvin? No, Sounds I don't. Like actually, your never mind. Uh, thanks for joining the group, and you too, listener, can join Jock and Nerd Nation. We love having you. Spread yeah. the geekery. Spread the geekery. Like costs nothing to join the Facebook group. Herpes. Uh, moving on. Uh, the Emmys were on this past weekend. Anybody watch them? I did, and I was disappointed. I did not. I did, and apparently not a lot of people did. I believe it had the lowest ratings ah. it's ever had. They went hostless. Like the Oscars did. They were it like, was so boring. They were like, oh, fuck it. We don't need a host. The Oscars it did. It was not an event at all. It was. And then when people went to go up to their awards, it was like this voiceover from some comedian. The guy from Reno 911. Yeah, that guy. And I was like, all right, this isn't. It's just not the time to do a joke. Dude, so I, I thought that guy was funny because he's doing a parody of an announcer and making like stupid parody jokes. But, Rugs, at one point, you hear him go. I'm I'm not surprised nobody wants to do this. This sucks, and I don't think that was a lie. That was like him <laughs> actually just being. You could hear him say that. Like even he knew that it sucked. Yes, he did know it sucked, and it was a yeah. It was a weird, like uneven, surreal, bizarre Emmys. I gotta say, but it was just absurd to have those lines during that moment. I, I don't know. I thought it was like, as they're accepting yes, an award, he's making a joke up. about them. I'm like, that's like, just. Does that make sense? Well, they don't hear the joke. Yeah, yeah. It's really weird. <laughs> but, Anthony, it should yeah. have been a big night for Game of Thrones, right? Yeah. They had 32 
nominations, Emmy nominations. Okay. This year, uh, a week earlier, they won ten creative arts Emmys for stuff they should have, like set design, costuming, special effects, yada yada. But during the show, they only got two of the fourteen awards that were nominated for. One of them being uh, best drama. Okay. Uh, which you know, given uh, the the state of the last season. Not surprising, the show's over. And then the other one, Peter Dinklage, winning his fourth supporting actor Emmy, which is a record for Tyrion Lannister. So everybody else got snubbed. Other people that were up, they got nothing. Amelia Clark, Kit Harrington, Nikolai Coster, Waldo, Gwendolyn Christie, uh, uh, Ralphie Allen played Theo. None of them got anything. Benioff and Weiss were nominated for writing and directing, did not win. Ah. Either one. Well, the Emmys are yearly, right? Yes. Yeah, so it's not a lifetime achievement award. It's for this year's, this year in television. So yeah, I mean, but makes sense I, to me. I think it's surprising that they only got the two and uh, that this. Well, this was the worst season. It, well, yeah, I kind of want to watch it. They've got in the past, again. right or no? Yeah, have they won in yes. the past? I, I, well, this they've won uh, fifty Emmys. It's a world record. Yeah, so they're the fine. Shows won fifty total Emmys. They're good. They're good. <laughs> They should be happy with what they got. It's basically, don't be yeah. sad. Don't be sad about that. It is, it's curious because Gwendolyn Christie had to nominate herself. HBO didn't even nominate her, and she submitted herself and got hmm. the nomination. Uh, I mean, is there any worse? I mean, it, the Emmys suck. Why are we talking about the Emmys? I, well, I don't know. I just thought because <laughs> Game of Thrones was supposed to sweep yeah, up, and it didn't. Well, we love TV. Yes. Do we? I love TV. Yeah. I mean, like, we... You know, Netflix is TV. We yeah, no, I think that, that stuff gets on the Emmys now, right? Uh, Black Mirror Bandersnatch won Best Television Movie. Yeah. yeah. Amazon and Netflix showing up big with lots of wins. So it's interesting that it's all turning to streaming. These streaming shows are now award-winning shows. And, yeah. and this fucking show Fleabag on Amazon just beat everything. I read a uh, article and kind of not to do with the Emmys, but more to do with TV where TV season, the like the execs at like CBS, NBC, yeah, ABC, yeah, maybe yeah. even like Fox to yeah. a certain degree, are still like, like this is still the start of TV season. Like they still haven't learned from streaming that just release a show. Whenever. There's no more season. No, there. Yeah, exactly. But it just all those channels going. still do that. Yep, where they invest yep. a shit ton all, of money in pilots, yep. run a bunch of pilots yeah, out there, and then yeah. decide from there what's going to go and what isn't. And most of those shows just run for like a, a couple episodes and then die. That is the old model, and fall TV and is huge. Like, uh, like this week, like thirteen new shows started. And I, That's crazy. How are you supposed to keep up with any of this? Like, why are you still? If you're a network, just put it out. Put it. We'll put it out some other time. Yeah. Why, why go up uh, against right. twelve other yes. shows? Yes. Thirteen yeah. other shows. So you got. Yeah, you have to pay attention to programming and not go up against certain shows and. You know, it was like the thing for a long time. Nobody wanted to go up against anything on NBC on Thursdays. They own Thursdays. So right. you can't. Why, why even bother? But it is a weird the model. Emmys, yeah, the Emmys. Yeah. I, I read the reason that article came up is because the Emmys were on. It was like the well, Emmys always are around the time when fall starts up because that's the like end of the last TV. Season. Yeah, that's when that's the it's, but it's like, like now there is no TV season with streaming. No, there really isn't. And so it throws things off with the Emmy nominations because right. you have exactly. the year. And so like. A show that doesn't put out a show on a season has to wait a whole Until next year. year yeah. And like, is it, you know, do people still remember it? Game of Thrones always won later. Cause it, but you're right. Now Netflix just, you just put it out there. Put it out. Just roll it out. What do you got to lose? Do the whole thing. Make a show about 
Vision called C and put it out. <laughs> We're doing that. <laughs> Make a show with Vision and Wanda. Yeah. Call it Wanda Vision. Put it out. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing that too. Apple TV. I hope you got much more. MTV. I don't know. MTV. Does anybody still watch the cock? Oh, the peacock's coming, people. Save <laughs> your money for the cock. We're going to watch all these shows on the cock. I'm going to stream that. I'm going to watch Punky Brewster on the cock. <laughs> I got to do. Uh, oh, the other thing that's out is uh, Spider Man Far From Home on digital download uh i bought it because i just wanted to buy it of course it. you did because and i watched it again and it's it's a fun movie it's <laughs> a lot of fun movie to watch i love this it's movie. i love this movie oh my god it's still just as good a <laughs> lot of great easter eggs a lot of great extras uh you get like remember in the trailers there was that scene of him like uh taking out robbers in a restaurant and the yeah in the, we, uh, didn't, we didn't get was, that in the it's, movie. so there's this whole bit called Peter's to do list and I think you can probably get it online now it's all the stuff he has to do before he goes on his trip that scene is in there and there's a lot of great little featurettes and uh, extra scenes and deleted scenes good package but the reason I bring that up spoilers listeners spoiler alert for the end of that movie if you haven't seen it the credit scene where J.K. Simmons pops up as J. Jonah Jameson again in the MCU, and he's part of the DailyBugle.net, a tabloid website. Well, they have launched today, Sony Pictures, the DailyBugle.net. You can go there. It, it's a website. Right now, there's not much on there. There's a story headline, Night Monkey, Foreign Hero, or Yet Another Mass Menace. There's the Blip blog, but... You guys listen to this 30 seconds of J.K. Simmons, uh, possibly something they would film for the movie, just ranting about Spider-Man. It's so good. I have not I'm going to play it. J. Jonah Jameson here. Spider-Man, a psychopath wielding powers he has no right to possess, trying to pass himself off as a hero. Well, let me tell you something, kid. You're no hero. Mysterio. That's a hero. You are a criminal, a miscreant, a masked marauder, a menace. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Ding! <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Don't forget kind to- of got a, uh, I mean, it's kind of got the twinge of the old J-, J. Jonah Jameson from the Raimi movies, but then yes. also the uh, Alex Jones. Alex, Alex Jones. Type. That's right. And then this whole YouTube generation where you have to be like, like and subscribe and hit that bell for notifications. Every five minutes. Fucking pitch perfect. I love J.K. Simmons. Uh, Hopefully we get to see more of him in whatever Spider-Man shows up next at at Sony, I guess, or wherever he's going to end up or whatever happens. No one knows. Someone give me pictures of (laughs) Spider-Man. He's so good. Uh, Do it. uh, Another announcement that broke today. Jurassic World 3, guys. Yeah. We're excited for this, Colin Trevorrow. Uh, They are bringing back. Laura Dern, Sam Neill, Jeff Goldblum in key roles. Oh, oh shit. This time because they lied last time when yeah. they said Jeff Goldblum was going to be in the movie. He was barely in He's that movie. He's not in the movie. He's around the movie for like a minute. But now Colin Trevorrow promising that uh, these three coming back. But, you know, after the last one, which, again, I was just watching on cable. The bar is set so low. That I feel he's like, remember when the Jurassic Park movies were good? We're bringing those people back. Sounds yeah. like a good idea. So, I mean, it's going to be... I'm not all that excited, obviously, because of the last one. Yes. But I mean, I'm 
curious to see how they're writing in all these characters. Yeah, why what, would what, these what people, would they be doing? Why would they want to have anything to do with dinosaurs? It, it was even anymore. a tough sell to even have the characters from Jurassic World come back. Right. You're like what why, what is the point? Well, and you they go through some sort of like traumatic experience on this island with the dinosaurs. You're not coming back. No. You're like fuck that place. Yeah. Uh but Battle at Big Rock which we talked about last week was pretty good. I, you know, coming in with low expectations, he can blow this away if he actually writes something smart and uh, he is co-writing and directing the next one. So I don't know. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if this nostalgia play. That's the thing to do. You just bring back people. People remember. Yeah, that's the play now. Yeah. That but is, uh, is the other people going to be in it. Uh, pro- I don't know. You still got to have the Bryce Dallas Howard and the Chris Pratt. Are they going to come back? Yeah, are they going to be in it? Are they yeah. going to come back? Maybe. I don't know. Is this going to be the merging of the two uh, franchise? Oh, possibly, Rogs. They got to be in it. They let the fucking dinosaurs loose. They got they're responsible. You got to go round them up. Oh, no, that little clone was. Well, it was her fault. They're just like me. That kid should be in jail. <laughs> <laughs> Put her in jail. Throw in jail. Fuck that kid. Fuck yeah. that. Fuck that show. Yeah. <laughs> Not literally, of course. Figuratively. Right. Oh yeah. yeah right, don't right. fuck that. Please kid. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> now you have a drop of me saying. Damn that. it. Don't oh, fuck that. Boy, kid. they're coming after. You could us. use either drop, his yeah. or mine. It's the same voice. It is. You both. You guys are doing. It's one person. Anthony does yeah. rug boy. Oh, the secrets out. Uh the Joker movie. We're a week away. It's coming out the week this show later this week. This show drops October fourth. Uh, everyone's really excited to see it, but the controversy continues to follow this movie concerns of real world violence at screenings. Here's a couple of things that happened this week. The families uh, of the 2012 Aurora theater shooting wrote a letter to the studio and to their credit, they didn't ask the movie to be pulled. They just wanted the studio to donate to groups that aid victims of gun violence and quote, end political contributions to candidates who take money from the NRA and vote against gun reform. The movie will not be shown in that Aurora theater, which, look, I think it's a good move. People are are sensitive because people are sensitive. I don't know. It was, you know, you can't, that's the thing. The question is, like, you can't blame the movie. And nobody's even seen this movie yet. So this is crazy. Did they not show any Batman films? I don't know. I don't understand that. No, they showed. They Aurora Theater probably showed lots of violent movies after. And I'm talking about like just the Batman films that came out, like Batman v Superman, Justice League. Probably shown there. But I think Warner Brothers, just to be sensitive, is like, look, we you have concerns. We we hear you. You know, we won't show the theater there. Can't you got to do it. You can't not. You can't say no to people anymore. This is this is kind of the but, uh, world people, we're living well, in. From what Imran's saying, people didn't even ask for this. No, this is just they don't want to have a PR nightmare, so they don't want the mob to like turn on them. So they just do it, do anything, mm. just do it. All, all that that's that's sad. I mean, everything about it's sad. Though. It's, a, it's, yeah. it's it's sad that you have to even think about a shooter Look, in a movie one, theater. One dickhead. Yes. Who is a fucking psycho yes. decides to do something like that. And now, like, we got to worry about going to the theater. Well, here's the thing. It is a slippery slope. Or worry about a movie being a th- in a theater that makes it, like, offend people. Like, I've people. seen so many fucking violent movies, and I never once thought of doing this. Exactly. So many people are in the same boat where, like, they watch this shit as a release, as an escape, as just to, like, 
uh, see how fucked up. I mean, there's people who watch countless hours. Like, people are worried about this movie glorifying uh, a, a made-up person. But there's literally channels that are just devoted to, like, serial killers yep. and the inside the mind right. of a murderer that tells you how they did it methodically right. and blah, blah, blah. And this is, like, some over-the-top, you know, it's overly a f- dramatic thing. It's a thing. fictional it's not character real. in a yeah. fictionalized world. And the, the true crime well, and, and the reaction right now is huge. Well, I was, I was just going to say, and not only is the movie overly dramatic, but the reaction to all this is being overly dramatic. It's like, so crazy. Oh, my God. Why, like... This movie is inciting violence. Like, come on, dude. There, there's like as Rugby mentioned. There's real stuff about real killers out there that people eat up all the time, and no one says anything. There's countless video games with violence right. of all different mm-hmm. kinds. Mm-hmm. Gun violence. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds. Of, Grand Theft Auto. There's all this stuff. Has it made people more? I mean, I played Madden, right? But I can't fucking I can't catch play, a football to save my life. Football, right? <laughs> no, they're so all just right, because yes. I do it in a game. Doesn't mean I could actually do it. Right. You know, it just doesn't make sense. The whole point of video games is to do shit like I, I can do, shit do Tony. Do. Yeah, I can do Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, no problem. <laughs> but if I fucking get on a skateboard, I'm dead. No, I'm really good at top golf on the fucking machine. I can't <laughs> hit a golf ball to save my goddamn life. Have and, you ever hit a golf ball, dude? I tried. I don't understand how you're supposed to hit a little ball down on the ground with a stick with a little knobby at the end of it. It's fucking impossible. Yes, so hard. I was like, this is a lot harder than it looks. It is a lot harder. Yes, than it looks. it's very hard. I have I have appreciation for how hard and boring golf is. I'll rather play top golf. I'll kill on the mini golf field. But wait, check this out. Comicbook.com has an article saying it's been revealed by the FBI that they have uncovered social media posts related to extremists who are classified as incels, which are about the Joker. The U.S. military has instructed service members to, quote, identify two escape routes unquote, when entering theaters. And if an attack does happen, they should, quote, run, hide, and fight. Oh, shit. Now, I hear that, and you best be sure I'm walking in there now with my head on a fucking swivel. Is this raising fear that's not there? Is this now a self-fulfilling prophecy that now some dude's like, well, they're saying it's going to happen. I might as well fucking do something. Well, look, you see the word incel? Yeah. Okay? Yeah. This is a product of the internet. It's not a product of the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's been films forever. Like, you know, for 100 years, there's been fucking violent movies. Now, the internet and the fact that these fucking guys can sit there and conspire and trade stories and, and like, whatever, and feel like that they're part of something, that they're going to do something for a cause, that's the internet. All right? So you're blaming the movie you're absolutely right. for the internet. You're bl- you're blaming. Oh, I'm saying blaming. Blaming. You're blaming. <laughs> it sounded like bl- you were throwing up or about to burp. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was one of those. Yeah, it was one of those <laughs> things. But um, you're blaming something else when it's actually the internet, and it's actually a bunch of people uh, giving people like a place to sit there and be negative and whatever. So I don't know. You're this whole art form is being punished because people are too dumb. That's all. That's all it is. No, the whole con- this whole conversation is just kind of sad. It's it's it is. No, I this was my thought. It's sad and it's scary. And I remember after the Aurora incident, I went to see The Dark Knight and I was a little trepidatious. I was a little more alert. But as happens in times when that happens, like the first time you're really alert and then every movie after that, I forgot. I didn't give a well, fuck. Well, when you're you in know? New York. Yeah. Something's always happening. Right. It's fucking a horrible fucking accident every fucking day. Yeah. 
There's fucking shit exploding every fucking day. There's things on fire every day. Um, and, you know, there's a potential for a terrorist threat every fucking day that you walk the streets of New York. And I'm wondering so, about, um, like... Now the rest of America gets to feel what New York feels like every day. I mean, this is the world <laughs> we live in. Are people actually going to be too scared? Let me play for you a clip of Todd Phillips commenting on this. And uh, I want to hear your thoughts uh, based on what he said. Do you understand at least why people might be a little scared going into it? I mean, I think that, you know, Aurora is obviously a horrible, horrible situation. And, uh, and, uh, and, 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 but even that is not something you blame on the movie. And quite frankly, if you do your own research about Aurora, that gentleman wasn't even going in as Joker. That was misreported. His hair was dyed red. He was having a, obviously a mental breakdown and there's something, um, horrifying about it, but it wasn't related to it outside of the fact that it happened at a movie theater. Um, but this is not the thing that the movie is trying to represent. This is not the, you know, the movie still takes place in a fictional world. It can have real world implications, opinions, but it's a fictional character in a fictional world that's been around for 80 years. The one that bugs me more is in toxic white male thing when you go, oh, oh, I just saw John Wick 3. He's a white male. He kills 300 people, and everybody's laughing and hooting and hollering. Why does this movie get held to different standards? It doesn't. It honestly doesn't make sense to me. Does he have... Because the internet's... Exi- they're creating this problem. Yeah. These people need articles to make clicks. They know that the Joker is one of those things that has uh, rabid fans that they're going to get amped up. John Wick fans, not so much. So they, the internet's using this to make clickbait articles to get people all riled up to get people to click on their shit, and it's 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 this is incumbent on internet social media companies and the culture of having to make people click on things. And that's why our, our news is fucked up. Yeah, that's why They're everything is fucked everything. up. So I mean, I hate to sound like the old asshole in the room, <laughs> but I'm fucking right. Oh shit. Right? And so that's what it is. It's like this problem doesn't really exist. It's they're creating it. Remember that movie Falling I, I, Down with Michael Douglas? Yeah. Kind of the same thing. No, I don't remember that. that it's about a white guy who has a mental breakdown and just uh, tears through the city and terrorizes kind of people. Nothing bad. There was no outrage about that because there was really no, no that, Todd Phillips actually brought up a great point. Yes. I really like that answer. Like there's movies about white men shooting up rooms every fucking day of the year. The the 80s was built on masculine white motherfuckers just taking the taking the law in their own hands and killing people and yeah. everyone enjoyed that. Now you have it flipped with a with a character that everyone loves and people are freaking out. It's it's a totally made up thing. Yeah, Death Wish and Scarface and, and, and it's and and what's more made up about it is people are trying to like link the Aurora shooting yes, to yes. like this thing and it's like the, you're you're just searching for trouble. It's unfair. That tragedy was a tra- it was horrible. Yeah, it's horrible. It's unfair. That's a tragedy. Yes. That, 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 that tragedy has nothing to do with this movie. Exactly. The movie's being unfairly targeted. Right. I like it, it's like manufactured shit. It is. It's yeah. it's like the uh the idea is if we do this thing to try and combat it, we're gonna do something. But the, what you're actually doing is promoting it. Like when they told right. you like not to do drugs. Right. And they would bring in like the the drug guy into your school, <laughs> and he would show you all the drugs. He's like, yeah, he would tell drugs. you like it got you high. You had no idea before you heard this. Like this sounds like, like fun. I oh, want to try I can this. Take coke and I yes. can freaking talk for hours and be really really funny and stuff. Uh, uh, oh, that's uh, like I never knew that <laughs> until I was sitting in a dare, think, like yes. you know, and it, and I immediately like I knew all the people the 
the kid, the bad kids in the class were like, where can we get drugs yes, now? They were like, this you is know? a joint. What's the first thing you did? You went out and got a, found a fucking joint. Because they're like, oh, I know what it looks like now. What also is like, it seems like, and this is probably not exactly the case, but it seems like there's like a small group of people that don't like this movie for whatever reason. Yeah. And first they were like, oh, it's promoting violence. And then they were like, okay, that's not going to work. Like, people are still trying to go see this movie. What else can we do? Let's pull out Aurora out of our back mm, pocket mm. and now scare people into not mm-hmm. going to see this movie and saying that this movie will incite some sort of violence otherwise. I mean, do you well, think it hurt, It will hurt the box office or the, uh, I, I the people from... I don't think people... I mean, I don't, don't think, think... they care. I don't think mo- I don't think most of the people really think about Aurora when they go to movie theaters. But we are living in a world... That shit can happen at any yes. point, anywhere. We're, we're in a radicalization machine right now. Yeah. We're in the worst kind of misinformation and uh, incendiary bullshit that gets people riled up, especially people who don't see it, who are oblivious to it. Like, they don't, they don't understand that they're being manipulated. All this shit, all it does to me, like, I'm still going to go see the movie, but I'm going to be like, uh, I'm going to sit on the end. There's the exits. I'm just going to keep an eye out. I'm kind of sitting in the back. So I, I mean, you should always on. be aware after a tragedy of, like, yes. what, where your surroundings are, what, you know, like, the days of just going somewhere and, like, not being aware of your surroundings, that's gone. That's, right. been, gone. that's been long gone before, Aurora. Like, True. you don't fucking True. leave your, your door unlocked no. at your house. No. Either, right? There used to be a time when you everyone just had that. their door fucking yeah. wide their open. Their windows like, open and right, everything. Things yeah. change. Like, you should definitely be more aware, but to, like, be afraid to walk into a movie theater to see this movie? I mean, to me, that's kind of absurd. It is. It is. Well, you can also go to the movie not at prime time. You can go uh, you yeah. know, when no one else is right. going. But we are, well, we're living in a world where you have to make sure you know where the exits are at all but times. The, the, but the world was like that before. It was. Like it, even before, I remember, I learned from Malcolm X, the movie and the book Malcolm X, he always sat facing the door yeah i mean people someone people have been having to live, yes people have been living in like in being aware of their surroundings for a very long time yeah. like if you've ever grown up in a big city yeah yeah you know like you 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 didn't think you know you didn't think they're just like everything is just safe yeah like I, even as a little kid there was like yeah. don't go out at night don't go into the alleys yep, like yep you're this, taught the, yeah you're yeah, taught to act like you belong there this isn't a new thing yeah, it's a good point that's a good point. It's just all this fucking internet buzz and this this controversy is so crazy for this movie. I've never seen anything like this it's before just, it's a movie's sad. come out. To me, it's sad that this is a conversation. It is. It's it's the, but that's the that's where we are. Unfortunately. All right, gang. Let's take a quick break here. We'll play some promos. We got a movie review coming up. Patreon sponsored. Right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey guys, this is Venice, and I've got a message from a friend of mine about my favorite podcast. It's your boy, Flavor, Flav, and Full Effect. Check this out, everybody. I want y'all to go check out TJ. What's good, everybody? TJ Johnson here from Voice from the Underground. I am the most handsome. Big ass. And I'm smoking my cigar, of course. You know what I'm saying? The Josh. You pick me up in an Uber and a PT Cruiser, I'm calling Lyft. (laughs) (laughs) Still be fighting the power, talking about social issues, politics, you know what I'm saying? And we're not even that good. Right, we're terrible. Terrible. (laughs) Tangents all over the place. And not only that, but they be keeping it fun with the sports, music, comics, and movies too. Am I allowed to talk? I think, no, not right now. Shut up, colonizer! (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You on Twitter at VFU Podcast. So you can find them, you can find them. So check one, two. This is Flavor Flav. Yeah, boy. (laughs) 
Okay, what Flav was trying to say is, check out Voice from the Underground on your favorite podcast network. Voice from the Underground. Hello, this is Storycrafter Mike from the Steamrollers Adventure Podcast, and you're listening to the the Jack and Nerd Podcast. Hey, Michael, between the two of us, I think I am the Jack. You're actually more like Rugboy. Nope. I am Totes the Jack. Okay, then who are the Pittsburgh Steelers? A marauding band of aliens who use giant laser cutters to carve off a slice of Pennsylvania to take back to their home world. Hey, Rug Boy, if you ever want to come moonlight on our show, we just had an opening. What? Doc, Listener, if you enjoy the show, you want to support, you want bonus content, here's what you got to do. Join our fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Link in the show notes. And for as little as a dollar a month, although you should give more, you get access to bonus content, a whole extra private RSS feed that has all the shows. Jock and Nerd, the spinoff show, come out early, post shows, bonus episodes, Jock Talk, Anthony Jock Talk, three weeks in a row. Congratulations. (laughs) Working hard. Yeah. Football season continuing. We Football got- season continues, so me and Chaz will do Jack Talk. We'll hear from Chaz Ladle. We got a sports ball update. Ladle. ladle. We're going to ladle Chaz. Their bottom is is very into, weak. Uh, later. Uh, but there's tears. So if you give us $10 a month, listener, you could pick any movie you want for us to watch and review. It's yeah. it's uh, jokingly no- known as the force Anthony to watch a movie that he would never want to watch. Although, in some cases, it's force you guys to yeah, watch Yeah, sometimes movies. that yeah. backfires, and uh, but we're having a good time. We've been doing a lot of these. Uh, we're running through them, and the the deal is now, if you've been with us more than a year, you and we've done your movie, you get to pick a second movie, and I have a bunch of updates. So after the review... I'll give you all the got new movies. Oh, we got new movies and they're a great list of movies and some great comments from our Patreon supporters. Uh, I had a big boo boo last episode. I have to apologize to I had a boo boo, too. I didn't watch the guy's movie. Yes. Your first boo boo was you didn't watch David Zika's movie. We did listener. Uh, David Zika picked Reign of Fire, and I, for some stupid reason, said he was not on the Patreon. That's a big fuck up right Why'd there. Why'd you say that? I don't know. I got well, confused. How would his movie have gotten on there? Well, because I was explaining there are other ways to get on there, and this movie is uh, the movie we're going to do. I'll explain. What I meant to say was Zika doesn't give us $10 a month, but he's done. He has been a Patreon supporter for 38 months. Oh, he, shit. Like Thanks, since bro. the beginning. He is OG. So he's, Zika's viral comics. Zika's viral comics. So he's not at the $10 level, but as I mentioned last show, he has done so much to help us promote the show IRL. Like taking signs to college game day, passing out flyers, trying to get us uh, some exposure. I was like, Zika, you, you're in. I want to do your movie. So we did Rain of Fire, and Anthony did not watch it. And he, Zika has a comment. We'll get to that later. But <laughs> David Zika, I'm so sorry. David Zika, one of our best listeners, OG Patreon supporters. If you want to do that, sign up, jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. This week, we are reviewing the classic cult sci-fi space movie, The Last Starfighter, from 1984. Here's your spoiler alert for a movie that's 35 years old. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. This one sponsored by, dedicated to our pod buddy, Jason Dutch, over at the Voice from the Underground podcast. And... 
He's been supporting us on Patreon for 15 months. Now, again, he is not at the $10 a month level, but he gave us a $100 donation oh, shit. to start. So I was like, all right, you get a movie. So there are other ways, even though you're not at the $10 level, you give us a nice donation, you earn yourself a movie. So, like I said, Last Starfighter came out July 13th, 1984. It is the 35th anniversary of this movie this year, which is crazy because I this is one of my childhood movies and I feel old. On Rotten Tomatoes, it is at 77%, 6.23 out of 10. This movie was made for about $15 million, ends up making $28 million when all is said and done. So... I think in 1984, I think it's a success. You made your money back. Barely a success. Barely. You made your money back and a little bit more. Uh, This movie is directed by one Nick Castle, who, interesting. Frank Castle's brother? He's not Frank Castle's brother. He is uh, best known for this movie, Escape from New York. Uh, He did The Boy Who Couldn't Fly. But. Uh, Nick Castle was the one of the original guys to play Mike Myers in the suit in Halloween. So essentially, oh, Mike Myers directed this movie. And when he was in Wayne's World? Uh, no, not that Mike Myers. That's Austin Powers. That's, that's Austin Powers. No, okay. he is the. Uh, I'm confused. Yes, Halloween. Halloween Mike Myers, the killer runs. Oh, oh yeah, okay. No. He played, he was Mike Myers. Uh, this movie also stars a bunch of people from the 80s and earlier that you may not be familiar with, like Lance Guest, who plays Alex Rogan and Beta Alex. Dan O'Hurley, he plays Grig. Dan Mason playing Lord Krill. Uh, Catherine Mary Stewart as Maggie Gordon, the female lead. Then uh, we have classic actor Robert Preston playing Centauri in his last TV movie ever. Norman Snow playing Zur, uh, and a bunch of other names that you might not know. You're not going to know. This was 1984. This movie released the same year. Dude, 1984. Amazing year. The Karate Kid, Ghostbusters, Gremlins, Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom, Purple Rain. This video game movie two years after Tron. One year after War Games. Anthony, I'm going to start with you because obviously you are too young. to. You never saw this movie when you were a kid. No, I wasn't born. You weren't born in 1984. And this is the first time you watched this movie. Should I do a synopsis of it? Yes. Give us the plot of (laughs) The Last Starfighter. (laughs) The Last Starfighter. In In a nutshell, it's basically about a kid stuck in a small trailer park that wants to get out and... um finds his way out by playing this video game that doubles player one a little bit (laughs) that doubles as a simulation for as a a recruitment tool for an alien race that is looking to defend itself against an evil alien race and they recruit him because he's the best at this video game it's about that basically that's pretty much it he reluctantly joins up and trains and like ready player one and ender's game had a baby and this was the movie so this came before all that. <laughs> yeah, it did. It did. You're right. I mean, this. So Anthony, look, I, I grew what did up. I think about this. Yes, because I, I, I'm so interested in someone who's watched <laughs> this movie now out of context. Because I grew up loving this movie, growing up in the heyday of arcades uh, in the '80s. I remember all of this. I, I, I fondly remember watching this movie. You watching it cold out of the blue? Uh, give <laughs> us your opening thoughts. So this is a tough movie, I think, to watch. Um, in 2019 right. without 
living in that time and uh, all that stuff. Because at least for me, this movie, I mean, it's very 80s, obviously. Yeah. But it really, in my opinion, banks on the fact that this is a CGI fest and that you're seeing all of this for the first time, right? And it's supposed to be super realistic for that time. Because the, the acting's okay. The plot is, you know, kind of like the wish fulfillment and like a loser getting out of his small town. Um, but, you know, the action isn't terribly exciting. The plot is what I just mentioned. Um, the acting in and of itself, like there's not too many standout performances. The, for me, the biggest, the best performance is actually Greg by the dude from RoboCop. Yes, Daniel Hurley, he in full costume. Right, going, right. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's actually pretty good. Um, but the entire and and you have the classic thing of like twenty five year olds playing teenagers. They look so a big old. time eighties thing. Yeah. Um. So like, having seen this movie now, I feel like it's tough to, you know, if you you weren't around at that time, it's tough to really evaluate it in in the in the form that it was released. So for me, it's it's, you know, it's 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 not it doesn't hold up because the movie banks on the fact that it's this is the first time you're seeing a lot of these battles with this kind of technology and at the time it was pretty impressive right right so it, it's it, my view is going to be very skewed on this movie because there's not a lot else in my opinion that is carrying this movie other than the fact that you're in space and you're reliving this video game on screen yeah, it's uh, the the movie kind of mirrors itself. It's, yeah, it's like Ready Player One. It's, it's, a, a, it's a lot like Ready Player it's One. Thirty five years <laughs> a little bit like John. <laughs> I mean, it's not the most original. It's the, you know the sword well, it is in the, for, for its time. Yes, for the it's time. Very original. Like yeah. to have a movie where an arcade game is the focus in eighty four. Like that was huge. Rugs, did you watch this movie growing up a lot? Did you enjoy it, or or what's your relationship with this movie? What'd you think? Mm. Tron came I, out first. By the Tron way, Tron came out two I, years I ago. I watched yes. everything. As it came out, yeah, and uh, it wasn't one that I went back to for some apparent reason, and I, uh, I think I just like Star Wars a lot more. Well, it is a Star Wars light. And I like and Tron it, a lot it, more. Yes. So I was like, okay, I don't need. It's like it's like Mac and me. Like you don't. Yes, which is a, just the one. Like ET, e. right? Or, exactly. You know, you don't need yeah. Mac and me. Like it was like kind of like a um, a flimsy kind of version of the uh, of that type of shit so it's, it's like okay the space battles are look cooler in star wars and they were more they were just more visceral because it, it it was like um practical it was props and so this is one of the first movies along with tron to feature extensive cgi imagery meaning whole scenes uh uh were made the sky yeah. particles meteors the spaceships they weren't models it was 3D wireframe polygons in a computer never had been done to it's this like extent. PS1 graphics. Yes, uh, but way one. before. You know, super glossy. Uh, it, it does look dated now, but it also kind of works in the sense that you are playing, it. you know, it's a video game fulfillment kind of thing. See, this is what I was going through while I was watching this film. So I was like, man, this movie, I saw this movie like 30 years ago. I don't remember shit about it except <laughs> for... I think I remember the guy had big hair and the girl was okay looking. She's kind of cute. I think and I remember cute. that. So, and, uh, and, um, I'm sitting here watching it and I didn't give a fuck about anything that was going on at all. The only thing that really kept me entertained was the eightiesness of it. Yes. Was the fact that a PG movie could have a kid looking at playboys <laughs> and sex humor in it and innuendo about getting laid mm -hmm. and then they're, they're making out 
you know, at the point and some girls like yelling at a guy for, you know, getting too handsy. <laughs> and I'm like, this is a PG movie. Was I it, love the eighties. Well, this, they didn't even have PG 13 at the time. Like PG 13 no, was, was a PG movie. This was just before PG 13. It probably would have gotten the PG 13, oh, but definitely. this is what you, what you could do at PG movies. The kid could go, what the shit? Yeah, there was a lot of and there's a, a lot, lot of cursing, kind in of it. disturbing, yeah. scary moments. If you were a kid, also. yeah, it was horrifying yeah. in some parts. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, there's, the aliens were creepy looking and shit. The beta Alex, when you first see him puffing, getting formed, <laughs> like that's fucking yeah, freaky. That's and then the guy getting his brain face melted uh, in <laughs> on the spaceship was yeah. also kind of scary. I just was. It, on one hand, I was like, oh, there's a lot of crazy-ass creatures in this. And on the other hand, I'm like, they're very bad. <laughs> I'm like, they're not the great. I mean, some of them were okay if they were shot correctly. Yeah. But they were, like, shot and, like, they were bathed in, like, fluorescent light, which looks horrible. Well, yeah, fluorescent light is never like, flattering. I'm like, they, even the lenses that they used and, and the quality of the film and the frame rate that they used didn't add believability, like, you can shoot that stuff atmospherically to make it look like more like magical, and they didn't do it. They just did it. They kind of like did it like like a, like a TV guy would direct it, like yeah, you know, just absolutely. completely like a TV mode. Yeah, like low budget TV uh, camera moves and in uh, setup and the lenses and everything. Exposure was all like kind of like off, especially in the space stuff. They could have made that look a whole lot better. I don't know. Part of me thinks that they did it that way so that it would match the CG. Oh, the, uh, so, the like yeah. the CG was like so sterile that they needed everything else to be sterile. Well, they had to. They know. they were running out of time on the CG, so they had to pull back some of the. That's why things look smooth and the mountain looks like melted ice cream uh, yeah. with the bases and everything's glossy. They had a lot more details. The guy who I kind of love the design of the Gunstar, the Starfighter ship. The guy who designed that, his name is Ray Cobb. He had worked on Star Wars and Alien. And there's a ship in this movie that was an unused design from Alien that he put in this movie. So I love the combination of like the practical effects and these crazy first time special effects. It is uh uh it's a, a sword in the stone kind of story, right? Like King Arthur, like they uh Centauri put the game there when he wasn't supposed to. Earth is not part of this deal and uh to to extract a hero. But uh, Rugs, I love the 80s-ness of this. Like in the beginning when he's about to shoot the high get the high score record and the whole the whole trailer park just is excited. Yeah, so and unrealistic. It's like old women cheering and they're all into it. And yeah. This dude's like, I don't even know what he's doing. This is great. And he's like, come on, Alex is going to break the, get the high score. And everyone shows up. Why does anyone give a fuck? Why? And it's just like this one random game. I love, I love the space DeLorean car that Centauri rolls up in. Uh, Robert Preston. Well, he's been he that guy's been acting since the 30s. This is kind of a tribute to Music Man. He was a Music Man. I thought he was very charismatic as as Centauri. Man, you you like this movie? I really I love the music too. <laughs> I like the theme to it. I, it was not my favorite. I, the movie. thing is, I've seen it. I just remember seeing it over the years so many times that I just love. Why did you repeat I think it? I, I think I knew as a child that it sucked. It would just be it would be on. It would be on TV. Let, okay, let me and jump I would just in. Watch it. Let me jump in again. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're just loving the fact that it's in the 80s and it's you think everything from the 80s is like... Yeah, like because it is super 80s. You do have, again, like the guy being kind of a loser, 
but yet has the hot girl yes. for some reason. And <laughs> like all the friends. Yeah, just like in Homecoming. Yeah, right. yeah they <laughs> sure. still do that. All the friends being like bullies, but like also his friends. But they I don't see, know. but that's what I thought. No, listen, listen, yeah. listen. But like, but like, the thing is, this reminds me. This reminds me of the movie Willow, like a couple yeah, 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 movies ago, yeah. where it's also in the eighties. Like, yeah. it's one of those movies that's so eighties, yet. I'm, I'm and I'm kind of dissing our our Patreon people for picking this, but <laughs> no one really remembers these movies because they're not classics. They're not all timers. They're not. Yeah, they're, this I, stuff was done better Willow in other movies. Willow held up way better than this. Actually, movie. I agree. Actually, Willow is better than this. I enjoy Willow way more this than is, this. This is kind of a cult hit, though. It has its fans and, and sure, people but who I mean, but it. like, it's not even like a cult hit. Like Tron is a cult hit. No, like Tron wasn't like the greatest movie ever, but tr- at least tr- like Tron was such a cult hit. That they made another Tron. Well, They're still yeah. trying to figure out if they want to make well, another Last Starfighter. Tron was visually interesting. Like, right. Nothing. No other movie looks like that. Those movie. same guys worked on. Some of those guys worked on so, this movie too. The, the special um, effects guys. And yeah. So I mean, w- there was that. I think that that's what separated Tron from the Last Starfighter was that it was just so visually different. Well, you. I mean, you have Tron, which is visually different, and also a video game movie. If you want like a good space movie, you're going to pick Star Wars or ET from this era. Like, sorry, but Last Starfighter is it's it's kind of a movie. Like I watched it and I was like, huh. Like, I guess I missed the boat on this one because <laughs> if I, I wasn't growing up in the eighties because I don't see anything special about this. Uh, but no, you are absolutely like, there, right. What's the charm? Like, where what what? To the, it's a lot of it falls for me on the lead. Like, why do I like this lead? What 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 I reason am I going to? Girl he's a good, sad sack. Good chemistry. I think Alex Beta the, Alex is actually a better character. I thought he was better. At, no, I agree. He, he was better at playing the Beta Alex than himself. In fact, in screen tests, people love that, and they shot more and added it in, which right. is why he's wearing that. a shitty wig towards the end of the movie, all those cut-ins when it's going back and forth. I thought Alex and Maggie had pretty good chemistry, uh, but it is... It, you're right. It's strictly the nostalgia for me. It's the fact that yeah. th- there there was arcades everywhere, and the, that's and, why you can't trust it. And they opinion. picked <laughs> they picked uh, you know a video game in '84 when not a lot of it, it was very popular. Arcades were everywhere. Sure, you know up until this point, you had great games like uh, Pac Man and Defender, Donkey well, Kong. I, I all was that waiting shit was out. to hear what Rug Boy said because I was like, did I just miss it? Like, should I have just grown <laughs> up in the '80s? Because this isn't uh, this didn't. Like capture me, even Willow. Yeah, was I was like, oh, this is kind of fucking no, weird. Willow's like, got there's, mag- there's magic in Willow. There's a lot, well, yeah, there and is magic. There is in magic that. in Willow. Yes, there is. There is. A, there's a couple of times you're like, hey, you know what? This is fucking charming the pants off of me right now. It's not a perfect movie, but yeah, I get charmed by the scene here and and how they did this little little thing there. When I was watching this, there was maybe a um, like very little that I was charmed by, and I don't know if it's because. I haven't watched this movie a lot. I only watched it once, and like I saw it once, and I was like, maybe I didn't like the CG. Maybe I was one of those people that was like turned off by it hmm. um, when I saw it. But the Death Blossom scene—that was kind That's of cool, where, where it was spinning around and, and oh. shooting everything. Sure, sure. <laughs> but the CG so bad. It, but the CG reminds me of like video games I used to play. So. It's, I don't it, know. I I I don't have I don't have distinct memories of this movie. Well, I, being great i just was like i saw it once and i was like all right like that was a movie and like i didn't want to buy the figures i didn't want to like get the video game and play it 
I they, they never they, made the actual was, video it, game. It just came and went. It was all like a lot like the Dark Crystal. When I yeah, watched the Dark Crystal, yeah. I was turned off by yeah. that too. So I mean, it's not like this property couldn't be rebooted into something cool. I think you can. I would love to see a continuation we remake. Did, we did of see this. it rebooted into something cool. It's called Ready Player called One. Ready Player I was about one. to say that. I was about to say that. It kind They've of already is. rebooted yeah. it like yeah. into a bunch of other movies. I mean, so but like, okay, so let's let me give an olive branch. Jumanji. This movie. It's uh, <laughs> that's another uh, one. So the concepts that are in this movie. Um, kind of have been used in other movies. It's derivative, yes. It, uh, well, but at its at its time, at it its was time kind it of wasn't, right. right? It wasn't right. that derivative. Right. Maybe there were some other things that were like it. So maybe episodes of like whatever, like Outer Limits or something that might have been similar. But like for the most part, it was kind of you know kind of a new idea yep. that was yep. that was cool. Um, so you have that. You have the fact that they were, had the balls to try something new with CGI, and uh. That's basically about it. <laughs> for for me, like I would just say, for me, it, it's it, what it's missing, and is and Rugboy hinted at is is there's just no like that charm, yeah. like that '80s charm. It's it's one of those movies where you I watch this and and people rave about how the great the '80s movies are, and you show me this, and I'm going, dude, what are you talking about? Like I've seen, <laughs> I, and I haven't seen a shit ton of '80s movies, but all the other '80s movies I've seen that people thought were really charming yeah. were actually really charming. This one. You just watch it, and it's just kind of a flat film. I, look, I like the fact that like there was. Like, why does Why does Maggie love um, Alex? I love you, Alex. I like that she chose to go with him, and he actually gets to go live out his dream and fight in this war. Like, I want to see that movie. I want to no, see but, what happens. But why when I get but up why there. does she like? Like, we learn. You like you're supposed to learn about the lead throughout and be like, oh, I love. I like this guy. Yeah. But you know, in the beginning, he's just a, a gamer, and he's like. He helps out the family, but he really wants to leave town. He, but he helps out the trade. He's 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 not selfish. He sacrifices his fun to help everyone, and he just yeah. wants to play his video game. I guess that I'm just missing. Much. There wasn't a ton of like, I like charm. The, but I like that there aren't. He's the, not Ralph Macchio. He's no. not. Well, it's a um, it's a lower tier from all the movies that came out that year. Uh, uh, clearly, you know, he's not the dude. Yeah, from let's Tron. talk about yeah. Let's talk about this. Ghostbusters. Yeah, Gre- oh, Gremlins. Oh, come had on. A great lead. That is yeah. such a classic. Yes. Yeah. Gremlins, yes. you can watch to that this day, magic. and it has that yeah. charm yeah. and that magic. Indiana Jones. Temple of oh, Doom. Man. I mean, forget you about know, it. Wow, that's this, a rough. And yeah. even Star Wars that preceded it. Yeah. Oh. Superman that preceded yeah. it. All of these movies that preceded it by years with uh, weaker special effects and lower budgets have more of ma- uh, that 80s magic to it. So I feel like um, unless Ooh. you grew up watching this movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I'm not. You really... wanna... Oh man, this is a tough year. So <laughs> yeah. here, let me read the '84 yeah. releases. Okay, Beverly Hills Cop, oh, Ghostbusters, amazing. yeah, Indiana Great. Jones, yeah, Gremlins, Karate Kid, yeah, Police Great. Academy, oh, Police Academy, Footloose, oh boy, Romancing the Stone, oh, Star movie. Trek Three, Splash. These are your top ten grossing yeah. movies. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. I so, mean, yeah, and, and well, come on, like we're, we're, not... we're talking about last. I mean. This is the guy's choice. Jason <laughs> wanted it was, but, but you can't, choice. you can't, this just doesn't compare. I bet Jason, like me, like wa- grew up playing video games as a kid and watched this. And but at, when you were going to the arcade, like I saw this movie, I'd be like, that would be amazing if that actually, if I beat this, like it's something you wanted to have but happen. The, but then well, didn't, didn't you then watch Karate Kid and go, I want to go into a dojo and learn karate? Yeah, I think I did take Taekwondo <laughs> after Karate like, Kid for like a year, for like six months. When you're a kid yeah. and you see this and you have that complete suspension of disbelief. Yeah. Um, I could see how you might like it. It's cheesy. It's hokey. Like when Anthony watched Power Rangers. Right, 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 right. right, right. 
but uh, <laughs> Anthony, there's something charming to that movie. <laughs> it's probably the worst movie that we... But he even admits it's probably one of the worst movies sure. ever made. That's why I find this charming. Uh, I like... Yeah, I mean, I guess like if you're a kid at the time. That's why I was saying me as a tw- at twenty in 2019 that, watching yes, this for the first yes. time. Didn't, didn't get it. <laughs> you're not going to connect, but that's what I thought. I was very interested to see. Wow, what a year in movies. What? I, 84 was an amazing dude, year. Dude, the 80s don't movies, fuck dude. around, man. They really fucking. There's some great shit. What's the best movie out of those that I list? Listed. I, I, fuck, they're all. In the Temple of Doom? I mean, how are you going to beat Temple of Doom? I, I've huge? watched The Karate Kid like in Ghostbusters a thousand. And, and, I would say yeah. Karate Kid, Ghostbusters are like two of my all time favorites. Although yeah. Beverly Hills Cop Beverly is. Beverly Hills Cop is an amazing movie. That's great also too. a great Romancing one. Romancing the Stone is a great movie, also. Yeah. Footloose. That's also good. Foot, Footloose. Yeah, I was all right. Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You got to dance. Purple Rain came out that year, too, which is a crazy right. movie. What a year. Uh, what yeah. a year for movies. So this movie is struggling amongst those actual good movies. Kind of slips by, becomes a cult hit. Oh, Conan the Destroyer came but out. But the fact that we had Tron, War Games, it dealt with video games that you know nobody had done. The guy who wrote it, it's one guy, Jonathan Butel, uh, inspired after a trip to an arcade and the original trailer park setting was supposed to be suburbia, but he thought that's too much like a Spielberg movie like E.T. So they tried hard to distance themselves from, you know, George Lucas and Spielberg uh, with this movie trying to make it different. But everything he even says in the interview, everything comes back to fucking Spielberg. Revenge of the Nerds came out in 84. Oh, that's another great. Jesus movie. Christ. There was they are working on a sequel with the original writer. Huh. Uh, so I, I think it's, it can be remade. I, re- I read like a sequel or like a reboot. I w- sort of I kind of want to see like what, like a continuation. They make that series about the future man or something Well, this, where the guy plays the video game. The, that's Hulu. That's re- a show on Hulu called future man. Same story. He plays a video yes. game. They come so, like, and uh, get him. It's kind of pointless to me. <laughs> it's been done. They did ready player one. I, I think though the, the push this made for CGI for movies was huge and it deserves that. Credit. I, I think, I think this is a tough movie to remake now. Not in terms of like it being difficult to remake, but just like the appeal of it. Like you'd really have to, because I just mentioned Jumanji and yeah. um, Tron and uh, which call it the movie Ready Player One. Like these are all the same kind of film. Yeah, it all started with Last Starfighter. Well, it really no, it's, it's with Tron, right? Tron, but really it's a, it's a, you know it's your King Arthur sword and the stone story. It's that plus but Tron plus, plus Tron. Star Wars. Yep, plus a little bit of Star Wars, a little bit of Back you know to the Future. What's a very odd thing about this movie? Yeah, is the main villain doesn't die. Oh, Zer? yeah, he just it, leaves. It, he leaves as if they're setting up a sequel. Yeah, He's, he he, he goes out the escape hatch. Oh, that's right. Oh, he's shit. like, oh, I totally forgot. Yeah, he, at the very end, he does take off. Was there anything cinematic about any of that shit? No, it was real bad. No. I Look, so I read this other article that actually pointed out that the movie mirrors itself in a way. It, it The same stuff happens from the beginning to the middle and then the middle to the end. If you think about it, in the beginning, uh, you know, uh, what's Alex is playing the video game. At the end, his brother is playing the video game. Sure. You know, in the beginning, they're moving away from Rylos coming to Earth. At the end, they're going to Rylos. There's a lot of interesting structurally. It is a complete mirror. So I really enjoyed that you saw him play this video game, and then you saw him do the same thing in the real ship and get that satisfaction of like he trained and he he took down the command ship. You think when um, sorry to interrupt. You think when uh. 
James Gunn was making Guardians 2 that he was he was using this movie as <laughs> like, inspiration let me look at for Last the Starfighter. What did they for, do here? Well, for the um what is it? The what is it called? Those gold people? Oh, uh, I forgot what their names were. Whatever they're called. Yeah. But they they play video games oh, as they're they shooting. Oh, they fly around. It. That's right. They do yeah. the same thing. It's the same kind of feel. Yeah. Plus there was a Star Wars arcade it. game that you sat in and you could play like a tie fighter and it was all blocks and polygons. It looked a lot like that last Starfighter game. Uh, but the heyday of arcades, the days when I would go down to the liquor store and play Super Mario Brothers, and it was fine. Nobody said shit. Oh, shit. There was, nobody was like, why do you have video games for kids in the liquor store? Nobody for, cared. For what it's worth, I, I loved good video, video game arcades growing up. Were you big uh, into the biking to the arcades, Anthony? No, my dad would take me, and I just, he, just, he would literally spend all his money because I would just not leave a certain video game until I beat it. Oh, nice. Yeah, so he would just keep providing me gold coins. I just keep. Wow. I mean, this was. Uh, yeah, cool dad. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you were there when the games were really good, you know, in the golden age in the 80s. Uh, I, was, I was going well. I wasn't there in the 80s. No, I'm saying that this. Yeah, this movie in that time frame. Yeah, uh, yeah. Same thing, though. Like you saw it in Stranger Things. It was kind of kind of very accurate where everyone would would hang out and uh, you try to beat the game. But the arcades were pool halls where an hour yeah, kid. Yeah. You hmm. go to the pool hall and there was an arcade in the pool hall. And that's true. Or the movie theater had the arcade. Yeah. N- nowadays it's either You don't even um, see them anymore nowadays. No, no, they're around. I mean you have to go to like either a chain. Like a Dave but, and Busters where everything's yeah. really expensive. Yeah, where they do that and but they'll combine like an arcade with like a like a bowling alley slash bar. Oh the or you, yeah. Or you go to the beer cades. The beer cades are popular. Yeah, for their adults where they have all these 80s video games and then they serve craft beers. Have you been to one of those here in Chicago, Anthony? Yeah, but no, plenty of oh, them. I got to go to one. I've been dying to go and it sounds like a lot of fun. We used to play Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And we would start housing people and everything. Then, it's, this is, uh, not to sound racist. <laughs> oh, no. Which but means then he the will. Asian guys show up <laughs> and they oh, wipe the shit. floor with everybody. Of course they would. <laughs> so you feel good. really good about yourself, <laughs> and then boom, you got you got destroyed. As soon as he put the quarter up, you're like, ah, oh, fuck. And then that was it. You're done because they uh, something about they they knew the game. They knew the game way better than we did, dude. My favorite, some of my favorite, like Paperboy, Kung Fu Master, Gauntlet. Uh, fucking Galaga was always great. I lo- these just classic games that uh, seem to have come out of nowhere. All the arcades and this movie kind of picking up on that. You know, I think it was smart of them to 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 use this because of the the popularity of arcades. But yeah, it's well, a hokey, cliched movie. It's complete nostalgia play for me. It they just didn't do a really good of job game. of it, though. I don't think if if they did a better job with it, I think it would have stood the test of time. It just with those kind other of yeah. like bringing the the uh, atmosphere of an arcade or something. Or I don't. I, just, of- I think just making a better film. There's just something missing. No, I know. <laughs> There's just but, something yeah. missing. Yeah, like it yeah. doesn't have those about, movies I listed. It doesn't have that charm. What would have? What would be a movie uh, about video games that would be somewhat close to that? So they like the feel of this. Yeah, Ready Player One's the only one. Ready Player One, one is the one, and I think I, I never saw the original Tron. I saw Tron Legacy. Oh, f- the first Tron's fucking good. I wonder if that holds up. What if about we watch the it. Wizard with uh, with Kev, Fred, Savage. Fred Savage in the Power Glove, the Nintendo Power Glove? <laughs> <laughs> I well, see. I I think this holds up as a video game movie because it's not actually adapting a video game, and every movie that's tried to adapt a video game. Has not been crazy successful. It, the movie that it get on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, set, uh, it got seventy seven. 
Wow. 70. That's a bit high. Higher than the audience score of 69. What yeah, was the 60, audio, average critic rating? The average critic rating, 6.23 out of 10. So hmm. got yeah. just, you know, 6.2. Uh, but yeah, so you, you can look at this movie as a movie and a piece of, of, of art as a medium, but then I can't separate it from me growing up playing video games and this movie just coming on TV. So this was one of your favorite movies. Huh? I've, I've seen this movie wow. many times and I do like, really enjoy. <laughs> I love the ship. I think the ship's really well designed. Like it's uh, the game looks cool. I kind of want to play it. I don't know. I don't know. I think if you, you added like if you redid it with the better special effects now, it, it would be you could make it special. I think the movie is missing a lot. It is. <laughs> I think that what they have there is not too bad. I've seen worse. Yeah. Yeah. But there's just not enough. Uh, it's not urgent enough. Right. Like, I remember when they get into the ship and him and the alien dude are just having this mindless banter that, like, I guess it's supposed to be, like, character development. And I was just, like, so bored. I'm like, just fucking shoot something. <laughs> <laughs> but, but they do uh, unpredictable. Yeah, for me. For me, I was gonna say Centauri. Yeah, like I, I'm sure that's some a lot of people's favorite character. For me, he doesn't hit. He's too. It's too weird. <laughs> why? It's, only, it's I don't know. It's, it's just, the... just like, <laughs> wh- why is this alien dressed like, like what? Like Carmen, a male Carmen San Diego? Like what's going on? He's uh, fashionable. <laughs> or was it Dick Tracy? Uh, kind of like a Dick Tracy. It was uh, like wh- why? He's... I don't understand. He's trying to blend. And why is he in. so goofy? Like I, I just don't get he it. He takes his face off and then has to yeah, put it back does on. He take his face it's off great. while he's driving. While he's driving, it's such a guy strange. Out. So here's some character. of that. But see, I think it did smart things. Like when he first arrives at the spaceship, everyone's speaking alien languages. He can't yeah, understand like everyone, that. and then they're like, "Here's a translator." And good. now he can hear, and they explain that. They, even the women have receding hairlines. They, that's, <laughs> yes, they all have very large skulls. But they even, like, explain how the ship worked, the fact there's a navigator and a gunner, and, like, the way that was set up. I thought that was kind of cool. I don't know. There's little things I like that he, he goes on the mission at the end. I also like how initially Centauri takes him up, and he, he's like, you ready, Alex? And Alex is like, I don't want to do this, and, and leaves and goes back. And then at, at that point, he has the communicator and has to call Centauri because they forgot fucking Beta Alex. Uh, so that's that was kind of a left turn. I think another another point for me is like the the villain being Zur. Yeah, he, it's just too it's just too corny. The guy, <laughs> the guy is like straight out of Zoolander the way he's acting. <laughs> he kind of has the same hair Will Ferrell had too. In the, it's just a strange. Like, it's just got to. Yes. We got to yes. because like he does this like super serious thing where he melts this guy's head, but he's just like, ah, I don't know. I just, I just couldn't. I just, I couldn't buy in. I mean, Darth spear. Vader was intimidating. Yeah. He was this dude who's just very stoic, the mask on, no emotion, Sir, you know, with maybe the breathing, not the most so much atmosphere. Yeah. And here you just got this weirdo, <laughs> right? But clearly not as there's much. There's a lot of weird like <laughs> shifts in tone. Yes. And oh it, yeah, you know, and it's not like cutesy like. There's a lot of 80s movies that have weird shifts in tone or like dramatic shifts in tone, but this movie seems like it's shifting its tone every scene. Yeah, it's like all of a sudden sexual. Is it a rom com? when his girlfriend was like feeling Randy. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) She's like giving him like the signal. I love what Beta Alex. Maybe we can do this again later. (laughs) Beta Alex is like, she stuck her tongue in my ear. What am I supposed to do? I don't know. 
I love what he ta- I love the practical effects when he takes his head off and he's just has clearly has his head through the table through the and there's table, another yeah. guy with so, his head bent down. How did they do that? Yes. Well, that's how they did it. Okay? The kid, they put this the kid sees him. He's like, "What the it's shit? The your, this is your worst nightmare. <laughs> go ever. go back to sleep." To <laughs> uh, some of that stuff is it's just, just it, it's just cheesy eighties fun, you know? Yeah, it's just so it just doesn't hold up. It doesn't hold up, but it's uh, it's wholesome. It's, I, I find it charming. It's a little bit charming. Right, well, everyone loves I find it. it. Can, can rate it and get over with Yeah, let's rate it. I'll go first. I'll give it like a seven. Seven? As, as a nostalgia thing, as a movie, oh probably like a six. It's one point as a nostalgia. Okay. As a movie, For a movie like a in the 80s that you think held up, you give it a seven. I would say. I'm gonna, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Anthony. Go ahead, Anthony. Oh, I was going to say. Uh, if I'm trying to throw like be generous and be like, well, it came out in the '80s, I'd go five, but I, I really am leaning towards a four. Oh, <laughs> I'll bridge the gap and I'll give you a five. <laughs> but I really wanted to give you like a four point five, but I'll give you a five. It's not horrible, but it's just it's it's really not all that good. <laughs> like if I was <laughs> if I was intoxicated and watched it like on fast forward, maybe yeah, I would. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> It just uh, takes me back. You know what? I, I came into this thinking I'd rate it a six or a five, yeah. but then I saw the 84 movie list. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh my God. Compared to those movies, those are all classics. And this is why no one, this is no the one low, I've yeah, met was, ever talks about yeah, this it was, movie. It, was, it, was, it got Look, buried. I love 80s movies. Yeah. I grew up in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I remember when I watched this when I was a kid. I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, I liked it when so, I was a kid. Yeah. I was like, this is not for me. And then like. Willow was one of the movies I didn't really like either, yeah. but then I watched it again like a little bit later in my childhood, and I liked it. And I was like, "Oh, this is actually pretty good." And um, then I watched it again as an adult, and I was like, "Yeah, I like it." There, there is a certain magic to Willow that this doesn't yeah. have. Um, yeah, I mean, it's Ron Howard, and uh, he helped with George. Well, it's also George the Lucas fact that you shit. have little people in the lead, and the yeah. little guy that starts. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis is is very charming. Yeah, you can got lead, young Val Kilmer in a movie. Yeah. Mad Mod again. Oh boy. Yes. <laughs> what 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 is the line in this movie? Uh, what the every shit? '80s movie has a line or two that you can quote, right? Yeah. This doesn't. That's a good. Oh, it does. I I remember when I heard it. But I don't remember it now. I was uh, like, oh, that's the line. Let's see. That's a okay. good point, though. You're right. right? Every, every every 80s movie always has the line where you can quote it. Let's go to... Put them uh, in a body bag. Quotes. <laughs> uh, mm, right? Like, what's it, the quote? Mm, it doesn't really have a line that I can think of. I guess the of. only thing I can think of is when um, Grig meets all the people down in, in Earth and he, like pounds his chest yeah like like i don't even know if you can hear well, he that does the I'm, fist butt like yeah, the, the bump fist bump on, his, bump on chest. his chest yeah. to greet everybody i got this yeah. i got yeah. this one it's i've when Greg says i've always wanted to fight a desperate battle against incredible odds <laughs> okay that's one of them because uh, like what the, that line oh, yeah. is so over the top yeah and then you got of course uh louis saying what the shit what the shit is what that would have been the line <laughs> it's louis the whole other going what the shit uh, what yeah, yeah, that is a very good point. But it doesn't. There's no like iconic. Every '80s movies has a great iconic line or two. Be sure to write or whatever it is they do up there. I don't know. There's nothing. There's, <laughs> there's nothing. There's all I can think of is Grig like laughing hysterically when or being like, <laughs> yeah, that or like, it, Alex. yeah, just being so excited that he's killing people that he's just laughing. Yeah. 
Greg was <laughs> great. Or just Centauri, or Centauri just talking a bunch of gibberish. Yeah, Centauri's doing his fast-paced Music Man bit. Uh, and uh, I think when this movie came out, a lot of people knew Robert what, Preston. What came too. out first, Back to the Future or this? Let's, let me look. Back to the Future, I think, comes out the following year in 85. Because the car reminded me a lot of Back to the Future. Yes. Yeah. I mean, when did Back to the Future come out? 84. 85, you're right. It was. So it was after. So, yeah, it looked like a space DeLorean. But, you know, they, they, they kind of did the same thing. And then it flew, just like the fucking DeLorean. And Back to the Future before so- Back to the Future. Since we're on an '80s kick, just a real yeah, put you on the spot. Don't no research. Okay. Just think of three movies that both of you guys are like you. These are the top three '80s movies. Holy shit! Top I know the three. list is probably longer, but the first three that come to your mind. '80s. Well, we are, I've already uh, for me, Karate Kids already like up there. Okay, so we got uh, two. Ghostbusters more. is also up there. Both '84. Okay. Oh fuck. Um, hmm. Hmm. I would say Temple of Doom. Is is definitely one of them. Back to the, back future, to the okay. future, and then you throw in a god damn. There's so many. There's no way to pick one fucking movie. God, Beverly Hills Cop was a big one. Don't forget about the the Terminator. Oh fuck! See, there's that right. too. Aliens. There's right. alien. There's aliens. Uh, it's hard to pick. It's hard to pick. It's three. hard to pick. You know, you're Asian. gonna go like. The big Indiana Jones, Star Wars, Ghostbusters. There's a lot. I love Conan the Barbarian a lot. Yeah. I really love that movie. But, 80s. Yeah, when you say 80s, what do you... I mean, I th- also think of like Ferris Bueller right away, right. you know? Absolutely. Yeah, Ferris Bueller, absolutely. Uh, and all those movies. And all the all John those. Hughes movies. Yeah. Breakfast Club. Right. Yeah. A lot of those movies I haven't seen. Oh, wow. Well, actually, I've seen more 80s movies than I thought. Because okay. when I looked at the 84 list, I'm like, oh, I've seen a lot of these movies. Yeah. Those are classics. Those are classics. Well, Jason Dutch, Voice from the Underground Podcast, thank you for this pick. I hope you were entertained. Sorry we weren't more. I was more. Uh, the others weren't more uh, favorable. But it is what it is. That's the movie. You know the movie. I bet. I didn't like it then. I don't like I don't it now. I like it now. <laughs> Fuck that show. I'm, really, I'm very shocked, to be honest right? with you, that Ruggs didn't like this movie. Because I just thought he blindly loved every 80s no, movie. I, no, you're wrong again. Uh, uh, <laughs> No, this movie holds a special place in my fucking childhood heart. I'm not surprised so. you like. This you want to know what movie that no one ever talks about that I thought was actually really good? What? And I'm, I haven't seen it in a while, so I can watch it and probably think it's not good. Harry and the Hendersons. Oh, but yeah, and there was a is, TV show afterwards. Is, oh, was that the one with, with the giant? Yes, Dude, John Lithgow Bigfoot. and that Bigfoot. Movie, it's a good movie. As a kid, actually made me cry. Oh, really? Because at the Aww. end, he hugs the old the old guy, right? Yeah. The guy that's been mean to him the entire film. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I to, came, gave me a little emotion. I used to watch the TV. There I was a TV show. Movie. <laughs> it is the TV. Yeah, they, yeah there, there was, was a TV, a TV show. show. I thought the TV show came first because I was a kid. Of course. And I thought the movie was yeah. after the TV show. That's a great movie. I haven't seen it in a while, but yeah. I think it's on, I think it's on Netflix. Harry and the Hendersons? Yeah, I gotta watch the first Dark Crystal again now after watching Dark, the Netflix Dark Crystal. Also, Last Starfighter 2004 adapted as an off-Broadway musical. Oh, shit. Wow. Who knew? Wow. Yeah, right? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's probably was just as good Seems a, like a bad as idea. the Spider-Man musical, which was not good. Uh, so, eh, hey, make it a musical. Uh, all right, let's get to news from the nation. <laughs> It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. (laughs) 
Listen, you could be damn sure CGI in movies would not be where it is today if it wasn't for The Last Starfighter. Sure. It's the last thing I'm going to say. Give it a little prop. <laughs> so here is the deal with the Patreon movie picks. In round one, we have, after doing this, we have uh, three movies left. What are the movies? To do. Uh, Austin Clements has picked Zombieland. Ray O'Neill finally sent in his pick. He said, I'm going with The Wraith from 1986. It might be my favorite bad movie ever. I think one of my brothers showed it to me. If they didn't, I have no idea how I came across it since it came out the year I was born. Anyways, I look forward to the roasting. Thanks, Ray. This movie is terrible, and I can't wait to watch it. Oh, my God. The Wraith? I've seen it. There's tits in it. It's there. It's great. You should... There's a hot chicken in Anthony. If that, that that'll do something for All right. you right there. Uh, it says after a young man is murdered by a road racing gang of motorheads, a mysterious fast driving spirit descends from the sky to take revenge. It's like Ghost Rider. For what it's worth, when I saw the trailer to Last Starfighter, yeah, the one thing that hook, did hook me was the girl. So the, I thought the girl was yeah, cute. The girl was very I think cute. It was. I think it's Lara Flynn Boyle in like a very young Lara in the Flynn Boyle in the Wraith. Whoa. Yeah, Lara Flynn. Boy. And then the third movie is from Ralph Bravo, and I forgot that he did pick the movie. He says, Imran, just wanted you to let you know, Anthony and Rugboy know, I still listen to the show. Only thing that keeps me sane while I deliver beer and still donate every <laughs> month. He's still delivering beer. <laughs> Listening to us. Ray, put that beer up. Don't knock it down. That goes on the top shelf. But I thought I already picked my movie. He had picked Mr. Nanny oh, gosh. with Hulk Hogan from 1993. But then he says, if you actually want to review a good movie, I'll also settle for The Sandlot, which Ooh. you've probably seen that. Have you not? Anthony? I love The Sandlot, but we can I can do either. I, I say we stick with Mr. Nanny personally. OK, <laughs> so that, yeah. that'll complete. Sandlot's almost too easy. Right. It's a, if it's that good, Mr. Nanny should be fun. I don't think I've ever seen it. Hulk Hogan as a nanny. I haven't seen Mr. Nanny what in a long time. What could go wrong? Uh, so that's end of round one. Now, here we go. Round. Oh, I was wrong about Laura from Blood. She's not in it's the race. Sherilyn Finn. I always get those confused. Oh, shit. I don't even know who Sherilyn yeah, young Finn Sherilyn is. Finn, yeah. She's probably not done much afterwards. No. Uh, just like the last Starfighter girl. <laughs> no, she was in stuff the last Starfighter Oh, she was girl. in Night of the Comet, which is like a, a famous, like, infamous B-movie, apparently. I've not seen it. I think Fiddlesticks would know about Night of the Comet. Okay, round two. I got seven more movies. People wrote in. Here we go. Glenn Smith. He said, so based on when I messaged you about Ghost Rider, it's, I've been uh, supporting you guys over a year. And per the last episode, I want to have you guys review Pitch Black. I'm down for that. I've seen Pitch Black once, but I'm, I'm, I'm down to watch it again. He says, I love- didn't really get it the first time. Oh, you so. did it. Mm, and then there's a sequel. He says, love this I saw movie. Chronicles of Riddick. There's three, I guess, right? Yeah, there's a third one. There's just, and then it's just called Riddick. I think the third one. Yes, right. I liked all the Riddick movies. Love this movie as a kid, Glenn says. And in my opinion, it's still a great movie, but I love Vin Diesel. Given the opportunity, I'd make you guys review the whole trilogy. Love all the great, consistent content. It really is something I look forward to starting my week with. Thank you so much. Thank you, Glenn, for your pick. Yeah. We're putting it down on our spreadsheet. David Zika, who we did Reign of Fire last week, and Anthony uh, misread his calendar and didn't watch the movie or something. Uh. <laughs> David Zika says, Tony should have watched the first one. And he goes, I pick Walt Disney's Condor Man from 1981. I saw this one in the theaters as a kid and remember loving it. It definitely does not 
Hold up. Oh, shit. Another Man. 80s movie. Yes. Ni- an early 80s, 1981. Oh, I remember hating this, I've too. never seen this. The log line is cartoonist oh, Woody becomes the superhero he draws. Using his gadgets, he helps a Soviet spy defect to it's the West. terrible. Yeah. Sounds great. It's horrible. Okay. So we'll do for Zika Condor Man. John, Detective John Campbell writing in. Uh no. He writes, this is awesome, especially since I molested your brains with Mortal yes. Kombat 2 Annihilation. Yes, he did. Great job on the review, by the way. I'll keep it civil this time and have you guys do one of my favorite Darren Aronofsky movies. I'd like you guys to check out and review The Fountain, star- Good film. starring Hugh Jackman and Rachel Weiss. The concept is way out there, and Never some of the of visuals are jaw-dropping, especially when it cuts to the future. It's... Thanks so much again. You guys are the shit. I kind of wish he picked another Aronofsky movie, like Pie or Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, it's not, the, it's not the best Aronofsky film, but I think for Anthony, it might be a good one. It's, mm-hmm. uh, the, it's accessible. Uh, it's not like uh, uh, Requiem for a Dream where it's going to fuck dude, up your whole night movie when you watch it. physically, mentally shakes you when it's done. Yes. You're like, oh, I got to take a shower. Yeah, like this is kind of a little bit more of a safe territory. It's about like love and shit and eternity. And So the synopsis and, is uh, modern yeah. day scientist Tommy is struggling with mortality, desperately searching for the medical breakthrough that will save the life of his cancer stricken wife, Izzy. But isn't there like some time travel or some other weird yeah, shit going on? It's all kinds of weird. Hugh Jackman, shit. Rachel Wise, Ellen Burstyn. Yeah, it it hops back and forth through time. I will tell you this: every, uh, Aronofsky movies generally are always very good. He is a, a incredible visionary auteur director. I right. love a lot of his stuff. Absolutely. So good one, John Campbell, Jose Ibarra, <laughs> who uh, we did Willow for. Uh, just Motherfucker. Sa- just says 12 Monkeys or Looper. I'll let you choose between those two time fuck movies. These are both great movies. Wow, that's just a roll of the dice here. You got 12 Monkeys Brad Pitt, with Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis, Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt and, and uh, Crazy. And it's directed by fucking, what's his uh, name? The guy- that is Terry Gilliam's Terry Gilliam. movie. Well, not, fucking wacky ass director. He directed a bunch of movies that I like. Um, or Looper, that's done by the guy who directed. Star Wars: The Last Jedi. <laughs> yes, Ryan Johnson's Looper with also Bruce Willis and jo- yes. JGL Joseph Gordon-Levitt, also Emily Blunt. Uh, who wants- Looper is much more accessible. It's a lot more. Twelve Monkeys movie. is a great mindfuck. Uh, yeah, I think Twelve Monkeys is a much harder watch. Anthony, have you seen any of these? I haven't seen either. Mm, I'll let you guys yeah. pick. Think about it. Uh, okay. We don't need to decide. You want to roll now. the dice and make Anthony suffer? Twelve monkeys. You want to have Anthony I have might, an easy, uh, easy watch? Loop I might lean towards the twelve monkeys. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Lisa Morrison. This is great. We did Serenity with the Nathan Fillion Firefly TV show movie for Lisa Morrison. She says, "So I'm giving my second movie choice to Steve, and he can't choose between two different films." One is Wolf Cop, and the other is Hobo with a Shotgun. Oh, shit. What the fuck is this? He said you guys need to review some, quote, fine Canadian cinema. Both of these movies are are over the top. Okay, so. Like, just hilarious (laughs) gore-fest movies. Wolf Cop is a Canadian movie from 2014. Here's the synopsis. As a series of strange and violent events begin to occur, an alcoholic policeman realizes that he has been turned into a werewolf as part of a larger plan. Lovely, starring people nobody's heard of because it's a Canadian movie. Maybe right. Canadians. 
Hobo with a shotgun. It's pretty much what the title is. This is from Rutger Hauer. <laughs> this is from 2011. Oh, this is Rutger Hauer. Here's the synopsis. Homeless vigilante blows away crooked cops, pedophile Santas, and other scumbags with his trusty pump action shotgun. Love it already. It's like Punisher. Both of these movies. Rutger Hauer is the I've hobo. I've seen both of them. Uh, I, I don't know if I've seen Wolf Cop all the way through. I think I sat down to watch Wolf Cop because people would tell me, you got to watch Wolf Cop, got to watch Wolf Cop. Yeah. So I, I sat down to watch Wolf Cop, and about after, like, maybe, like, I would say 40 minutes into the film, I was like, okay, I get it. <laughs> I don't a, need to see he's anymore. He's a Wolf Cop. I get yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, I was like, I'll get back to this one day. What about Hobo everything. with a Shotgun? Should we do that I one? I think I did the same thing. I don't, I don't think I made it through the whole film. <laughs> Great. I like, I get it. Okay. It's one of those things when I see something that has two, like, a comedy yeah. to it, and I'm like, I can't take this movie seriously. So I'll... And I'm not laughing. There's too much gore for me to laugh. Like, I don't laugh at gore. Yeah. Like, even when it's ridiculous, like it is in these movies. So I'm just like, all right, I get it. It's funny and cute, whatever. So I just moved on. What's that horror movie with the two guys in the woods? It's like a comedy horror movie. Shit, I can't remember. It's really yeah, good. It's real descriptive. Uh, it's, uh, what was that? Say that the movie again? where the, it's, uh, it, the name of the movie is like two guys. And they're being they're in the woods and they're being chased by a killer and it's kind of known as a comedy horror movie uh, and it is called Fuck Oh Tucker and Dale versus Evil that is a very good movie it's funny and it's like scary gory but it is funny Zombieland also kind of falls in that uh, so all right Lisa Morrison we'll pick one of these I don't even know where we can watch these goddamn the only fucking one of those movies. movies that is okay and watchable is uh. Of the Army of Darkness. Anthony, you're going to have to choose between Wolf Cop and Hobo with a Shotgun. I'm leaning towards Wolf Cop. Okay, Wolf Cop it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> None of these picks are impressing me right now. No? Okay, uh, how about this one? Mr. Nanny, maybe. <laughs> oh, I I tried to watch Mr. Nanny. I thought <laughs> we were going to do it. We, 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 we <laughs> oh, my God, it's so bad. That's still round one. Wes Cranford, uh, the Yank from Down Under from Australia, writing in. We had done... Scott Pilgrim versus the world, which is only on our Patreon listener. You want to hear that review? Sign up for the Patreon. He writes, how's it, guys? First of all, awesome show. Not a big sports fan, but great to see that the jock and nerd is turning more jockey. Like to hear the pain <laughs> in Imran's voice. It's quite funny. One little piece of advice. I think maybe someone should take Anthony's phone before the podcast because he's obviously not paying attention. And class. also that end bit about East Coast deli subs is fucking killing me. <laughs> Been way too long, but the real reason I'm sending this is just to put forward my new movie pick. I really struggled with this one. So many really good films. I'm going with Raising Arizona. Oh, shit. I'm excited to see this one because I've only seen it on TV where it's been heavily edited. Classic so have, Coen Brothers. Th- I haven't seen it. Uh, on its their entire. third movie, Nick Cage, Holly Hunter, John Goodman. The fuck is this about? This is about the synopsis of this one is about a baby. when a childless couple of an ex-con and an ex-cop decide to help themselves to one of an, another family's quintuplets, their lives become more complicated than they anticipated. Anthony, have you seen any Coen Brothers movie like Fargo or um, The Old Brother Where Art Thou or Miller's Crossing or Hudsucker Proxy? Or you haven't seen any of these, have you? No. None of it's ringing a bell. I've seen a little bit of Fargo, but I, I was like, this is weird. <laughs> Fargo is an amazing movie. Have you seen, um, what's the one, the, the, the No Country for Old no Men? No Country for Old I Men. I haven't seen it in its entirety, but I, I did like what I've seen. 
Burn After Reading. Uh, there's The Lady Killers, which is really good. The Man Who Wasn't There. I said, oh, brother, where art thou? Uh, my favorite has got to be far- The Big Lebowski. Have you seen The Big Lebowski? Not in its That's entirety, everyone's no. favorite Coen Brothers movie. They make some very interesting, different movies. I think Fargo's my favorite. I, I, I think Fargo may be one of my favorite out of the Coen Brothers movies. Good pick, It's, it's, it's a weird-ass movie. You got a pregnant lady who solves a fucking major fucking crime and is in immediate danger and she never uh, and there's no scene like of her giving birth it's like she never gives birth to the baby she's still pregnant no. when it's ending it had nothing to do with it it's great <laughs> like normally in a movie the big thing would be oh she had the baby and the, you gotta act like you're pushing no none of that it's 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 absurd it is a really slow movie it's movie, very it's slow so and that when i showed it to people people are like this is fucking boring and i was like and- you have to just sit and let it simmer and watch it like you're probably more familiar with that accent, but for me, that was like a like. Oh people yeah! Talk like this? Oh yeah! Oh, all the time. He's real. Like, is, funny this, is this real? Oh, this is real. Oh yeah. And <laughs> someone with my voice is saying. Yes, I've heard people. I've heard people. He was real <laughs> funny. Not like this. They they definitely do. I may be related through my wife to some of those people oh. because they once you go up north up there. Uh, oh no! Oh, oh yeah! Oh, <laughs> oh get yeah. the cheese ball. Hun, get the cheese ball out. We've got company. Uh, and then finally, Seth Morgan, who we did Starship Troopers for, also only on the Patreon, had picked Edge of Tomorrow, Tom Cruise, sci-fi. Great fucking movie. I can't wait to watch that again. That's a really good movie. That's a great Emily Bond. Did you see that, Anthony? Which one? Edge of, Edge Tomorrow. of Tomorrow. I have not. It's a good one. Emily Blunt, Tom like Cruise. It. Yeah, Tom Cruise. Uh, it's a good Tom Cruise. Love the Tom Cruise. And it's not not Tom Cruise. It's actual Tom Cruise. Not like no, it's, it's Tom not Cruise like that is cruisiest. He's very cruisiest. So the other guy doesn't know what's going on, but then figures it out eventually. Just, we all figure it out. Like every movie. Yeah, yes. I do sort of enjoy, not really, but a little bit, that the show has kind of evolved from us talking about um, purely geek stuff to people just making us watch movies. Just random things. <laughs> yes. We're expanding. <laughs> we got orders to fulfill. Well, to be honest with you, I... Comic book movies are not my favorite kind of movie. Right. I watch all kinds of movies yeah. all the time, and uh, I like to talk about those other movies. Well, we have an opportunity well. now. Yeah. Absolutely. Same thing with, uh, you know, TV shows. Uh, comic book uh, TV shows are relatively new, and there's a lot of great TV shows that are out there. But we don't have to just talk about it. It's just a hook. It's just a hook to get Absolutely. people. No, that's well, good. The thing I like about this is, like, a lot of these films, they are... Pr- Entities into themselves. Yeah. They're not something that's being adapted. Yeah, they're orig- Somebody's original. childhood's not being raped yeah. by like yeah. by making this film, or we don't have nothing to compare it to. It's just like some guy's idea. Some guy thought it would be a cool idea to make this movie, and or some woman decided to make this movie. Some person, and uh, this is their vision. And the studio kind of backed them up, made it happen, and you get a lot of weird shit. And shit doesn't doesn't happen anymore. It's a collaborative. Uh, medium and uh, people well, I can't wait to watch these Canadian movies honestly that got me the most excited I was like what the shit is a wolf cop uh, I'm gonna have to watch this that should be great definitely these are both on Netflix like uh, if I remember oh they are great definitely yeah. I'm gonna need a beer I don't know if they're still on Netflix but they were, they were. I saw these both on no, they're probably not there anymore definitely gonna need a beer watching wolf cop I think that will help the movie uh, we have one Felty League update. Here's the National Felty League update. What's up, guys? It's Chaz Hibbard. The, uh, I'm going to double down. The better looking half of Jock Talk. Wow. Here with another 
National Felty League update. Damn. <laughs> uh, just to be clear, dad bods are in, so no one cares about abs. Oh, so no one cares I, about oh, your abs, Tony. I'm not going to be doing an ab off or anything ridiculous <laughs> like that. Because um, you'd lose. Moving on, our first game. Ray Swanson's Titan Snaps beats Bill Mathis's Midtown High Tigers. Both teams scored 113 points, but uh, Ray's team had more points off the bench, so he wins the tiebreaker. The next game, Daniel Nosker's Raccoon City Rockets beat Jester Vera's Chicago Web Slingers. Aww. Jose Gonzalez's Breezy Does It team defeated Chris Williams' Stark Raving Hazelnuts team. Remberto Rivera's Felty Falcons beat <laughs> Blake Braden's Gardner Minshew Mustache. It's definitely an upgrade <laughs> yeah. on the name there, Blake. Was he Anus Rising? Uh, Mouse Rat, by, uh, Byron Goff's team, was defeated by defending champ Game of Throws, Matthew Lawrence's team. And then I got my first loss of the year as Ray O'Neill's Sinister Nine team beat my OJ's parole board team. That was week three of the National Felty League update. Nerd. Oh, what happened to Anus Rising? He changed the name. Thanos Rising. Thanks, Chaz. Yeah. Uh dad bods are in, I guess. That's the that's that's, really? uh, that's the deal. If that's true, I should be on a fucking cover of GQ magazine. Oh shit. You know what I'm saying? I don't even have kids. I got a dad bod. I'm way think, ahead. Uh, you don't you do not have a dad bod. Put me on fat stoners. What exactly is a dad bod? Dad bod is like when you have it looks like you worked out in the past, but you've let yourself go and you have like kind of a belly. Like skinny fat a little bit? A little bit. More like you're not fat, but you, you definitely when you take off your shirt you have a belt. Like a big pooch hanging there. There's a little, <laughs> there's a little pouch there. Yeah. yeah. You're 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 not exactly like the most muscular, but you were in the past, maybe. Used to be. Yeah. And now you're a dad and that's what happens. Yeah, you just kinda let yourself go, but you're not like completely obese. Dad bods are in. That's what I've heard. That's the thing. So what's Imran? Imran never worked out. <laughs> I'm, I'm a healthy fat, like Wait, avocado. He, he did oh, cross shit. it. Yeah. He did cross it. <laughs> I'm what's known as a healthy fat. Oh, Imran's, healthy. Im- Imran did CrossFit to get a dad bod. Imran's waist <laughs> starts at his neck. Yes, I have no belly button. I had it surgically <laughs> removed, and then I had him just strap my oh, top my half to my bottom half. <laughs> Listen, when the nuclear winter comes and it's really cold, all you skinny fucks are going to be dead. I'll be fine. I got a lot of insulation. I'll be around a lot longer. I'll eat whatever you left behind. I like that you're thinking of a fucking death scenario. <laughs> Already. To justify your your Yeah. Coming somewhere. Look, I'm also very buoyant. So if there's like a giant tidal wave flood, I'll just float away. It'll be fine. I will survive. Uh, as we close the list there, that's it for this week. But Jesus. I want to remind everyone, please, if you like the show, if you want to help out, rate us on Apple Podcast Ratings. Uh, trying to get to 200 whenever. Uh, How close are we? Uh, probably uh, what? We're at 84 now. I don't know. One. Oh, come on, guys. And that may have been me rating it again. I don't know. Get your shit together. <laughs> Listen, it's going to take time. I'm just going to keep repeating it. If you are an iOS device or you're listening in Apple Podcasts, just light up those five stars. Yeah, come on. We need to get to 200 ratings, and then when we apply to things like Rotten Never Tomatoes, ask you to do something. imagine us being in Rotten Tomatoes and making that big Disney shill money. Oh, shit. Then finally, we will just we love every Marvel movie, and Disney sends you checks. That's how it works, right? That's how I thought. Yeah. That's how I thought. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I thought Rotten Tomatoes works. Yeah. So we get to 200 ratings. I will reapply to Rotten Tomatoes as, as an official movie reviewer, and then we'll just crush the whole system and take it down. Right? 
Yeah. Uh, Rugs, where can the listener find you online? You can find me at Really Rug Boy on Twitter, where I'm going to try and figure out how to delete all my tweets. Yeah, go back and delete the early ones. Nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> They're coming for your tweets, motherfucker. Show notes at jockater.com slash 295. Links to everything we talked about, how to get in touch, how to subscribe so you never miss a show, how to support all that fun stuff. Uh, spread the word, listener. Tell a friend. Get someone who loves the, the 80s. There's uh, people out there who like Last Starfighter. Find them. Share this show like me. And we will uh, love you forever. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. We'll peep you next time. My balls are hot. Let me tell you about Tony, all right? Tony ruins lives. <laughs> The only thing that could have made this last Starfighter a better movie is if Godzilla was in it. Where we give you comic book and TV movie news, reviews, and interviews. No, that's not right. <laughs> I'm gonna say that again. Interviews. Interviews. I you know what? I usually have it in you the used notes. To say that. And we used to do interviews. Wait, I'm we gonna still do every once in a while. I'm gonna retake all this. Hold on. No. If this don't get a redo. I, I edit the show so I could do whatever I want. You're an ass.